Oh man, Trey, look up at the sky. It's a full moon on the Sabbath. This is scary. Break it down. I was working late on my half Torah when I heard a knock on my bedroom door. I opened it up and so This might not be super topical, but uh, there there's this one guy in Kentucky who dressed himself as a Nazi and his son is Adolf Hitler and was amazed and shocked by the backlash he got. Uh, that is the very definition of topical. Okay. So uh, you're in the right place. All right. For some reason. Yeah. Like, he's like, I just like dressing up as historical figures. Kentucky, eh? Yeah. Huh. I know. Wouldn't have expected that from Kentucky. <laughs> That's strange. And I mean, he does go on to apologize. Like, I guess it was in poor taste, he says. I guarantee the first reply that he made to anybody going was what 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 this is cool i know why don't they just immediately do these people do this and they're so they can't they can't okay let me just i'll, I'll make a sentence yeah um people know <laughs> people know what's right and wrong and it, right and wrong let's not come down on a particular side right even though we know what the right side is uh-huh. just by the definition of what my argument here is but like People know what society expects and and doesn't. Yes. They do. Mm-hmm. And it extends to everything. It extends to people. Here, fun right turn, uh, left turn, or right turn. See, no judgments. Uh, <laughs> fetishes. Uh-huh. Like whatever you like. But right. you know that normal society, quote unquote, normal society doesn't like it. And so therefore you right. don't wear a t-shirt saying with a picture of your fetish on it or whatever it right. is. Right. So these people, you you had to know. You thought you were being edgy. Yeah. And why not just immediately, the second you get 10, 15 simultaneous things of people going, what? What are you doing? Why not just go, what? <laughs> it's just, I was just, no, no, okay, okay, all right, all right, okay, all right. Yeah, no, I was, I was right. just, yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's like, what, what, it's fine, what, right. right, right, everybody? Is, is it like throwing a thing out like, you're all going to rush to defend me now, right? It's like, oh, no, we're oh, not. You're on your own. Yeah, exactly. I've got four SS costumes in my closet and you're on your own because <laughs> fetish t-shirt. Right. Not wearing it. That's right. Um, Just uh, apropos of nothing, uh, we have t-shirts. Uh, yes, we do. Fetish or no on our store <laughs> on Public. Yes. Search for Just Enough Trope and you can find them. They're they're pretty good. I we think we should do some fetish T-shirts. F- some fetish T-shirts. What if we like fetishize tame like and... the Wolfman or something, or like a literal fetish, like like you know the spell casting or the uh, you know sort of uh, native kind of thing. Ooh, there you go. We could be offend people by doing that. Um, <laughs> you can help me not get lost. I'm um, sorry you, if you want to. Um, you yeah, this let's, up for a reason. I'm assuming uh, Halloween, the time, the spookiest. The spookiest problematic costumes. Yes. There's so many problematic costumes. I mean, we have to remind people. This is a sad thing. We have to remind people not to wear problematic costumes because people do make them. I'm the wrong person to try and and die on this hill, but I think you can be clever without being offensive. I don't know why people immediately go to offensive. I I don't know why either. Like, Was it like... Who's the guy that knocked his girlfriend out in the elevator? Ray Rice or whatever a couple years ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And immediately guys are like, oh, I was going to dress up in a Falcons jersey. Not Falcons, it was Ravens. 
and then drag a dummy behind me or whatever. It's like, what? That's what? hilarious, except not. No, it's not even. It's not funny. It's not even funny. No, just looking from like a horrible perspective. It's really it's not. It's not even funny. No, domestic violence is. And never I love funny. horrible, <laughs> off-color jokes. Oh my god, there's just something about tragedy that, and the, and the construction of the human animal where. You just have to, it's a release valve, you know? You have to make a 9-11 jokes. Go for it. Yeah. But it's, it's not even funny. No, it's not. Make me laugh so hard that I'm putting off my immediate judgment of you and this horrible thing that you've done. Yeah, exactly. Make it a conflict. Yeah. But it's not even a conflict then. Come on. I know. Um, yeah. Uh, I like it when people just get more creative with their costumes, for sure. What's a creative costume you've seen recently? Um, oh, boy. Recently. Um, I'm not really cruising costumes all that much, so this is probably an old one, but I saw a, um, like a Wayne's World costume. It was a one-man Wayne's World costume. Okay. And the guy dresses up like Wayne. Yeah. But he's in, but then he's got like a Garth coming out of him so it looks like wayne is like riding garth's back or something oh but he's you know there's like two bodies okay and then sure like fake legs all right That's i like things clever. like that nobody goes for the old uh horse two men in a horse costume yeah you're right nobody <laughs> what happened does to that, that? <laughs> um Let's bring I, that back. I think it's uncomfortable for the person in the back <laughs> or or uh you could do a centaur costume that way right so yeah. you have somebody uh on all fours yes or you build an apparatus or something and then the other person sits on their sort of back and shoulders right uh, you hide the head somehow i guess and then it's like oh it's a centaur right a harry potter costume sure exactly um i've seen i don't know this isn't one that's necessarily seen recently but i've seen in years past is like somebody like dresses all in white and they have like trash stuck to them that's like white and then they're like white trash let's stop talking about this <laughs> okay i didn't know that we were gonna start at that level i'm sorry this is like writing book on your face <laughs> I, I didn't think we were doing gym costumes uh, all right <laughs> well what about like somebody dresses up as Belle and she has like tacos on her here it comes okay yeah yeah that was uh Mm-hmm. At least you would have to sew or, or acquire a dress. So yeah. That, that's a two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on a scale of 10. All right. Wayne's World would be like a six and a half or seven. All right. I'm just trying to think of other like clever costumes that I've seen. Yeah. Clever is overrated. Okay. People aren't clever. Yeah. Clever is, you know, it's a descriptor. It's a, it's, you're indicating something about somebody. If everybody was clever, you don't go, that two-eyed man. I mean, some people don't have two eyes, but something's happened. Right. You don't say that oh, That person with hair. <laughs> clever is like a certain percentage of the population is clever. Sure. But everybody thinks that they're clever. Again, wrong person for this to be coming from, I guess. But <laughs> well, So just maybe don't go clever. Maybe okay. just really like something and then just yeah. do that. Yeah. So you say, boy, I really like Transformers. Mm-hmm. So dress up like Shia LaBeouf, I guess. Tape I guess one of your so. fingers down. Yeah. <laughs> um, nah, that, that's not clever. Um, you know, or, or I don't know, whatever you like. I like Marvel. You can get props and things like that. I never, it's kind of cheesy, but I never get too mad when I see, it's just a white dude and he's got a helmet on and he's playing Captain America. Fine. Right. right. Not super creative. Mm-hmm. seen a million of them. Yeah. But literally the safest thing in the Marvel universe for you to cosplay. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> if you cosplay Tony Stark... 
you're going to play up the alcohol side and you'll yeah. be wasted by nine o'clock at the party. Right. So, yeah, just play Captain America. Fine. Yeah. Ladies love it. I, You know what? I, I did see it like Convergence this year, which was pretty good, was uh, Steampunk, Groot, and Rocket. Okay. That was pretty cool. Uh, like uh, wearing like, a, a bowler hat or something? And, like, um, uh, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> some goggles? Yeah. Like Rocket had some goggles and like, you know, a gun, of course. And like Groot was on like stilts and like um, it was a lady and it was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but gender neutral. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I am Groot. Either yes. either way. Yeah. If you're describing them, they are Groot. I guess. So <laughs> no, no, that all works. Yeah. There's a guy on uh, that I follow on Facebook, um, and he does. I think if you search on Facebook for Star Raccoon cosplay, okay, it's a New Zealander guy, and he does these amazing builds. I I think I got onto him because of Guardians of the Galaxy. He was, you know sharing stuff around when the first movie came out sure he's got an amazing um raccoon cosplay uh rocket raccoon and he does you know he's stormtroopers and he does like builds like he's doing like a robot uh, a johnny five build okay and i was like i knew the guy could do sewing and gluing and stuff like that but apparently he can do construction like electronic wiring and wow. so he's got like a johnny five type thing and yeah it's, he's got videos and stuff it's pretty cool that's cool does cons and stuff so check that out um check us out too while you're there where would you find us at just, just enough, enough trope because we're just enough trope that's right i'm your host caliban joined as always by my co-host hi i'm mikan hana the spookiest time of year <laughs> yes i'd say april 15th or whenever taxes are that's pretty spooky too <laughs> a lot of things coming back that you didn't expect yeah uh, there's a lot of spooky times, but of course this is the spookiest time. Yes, it is of Halloween, and we are wrapping up, uh, or really um, reaching the climax of our spooky look at monster films. Yes, kind of basing it on the universal classic sort of look of uh, that angle of monsters, but mm-hmm. also looking at modern films and sort of films that, and we overuse the word meta, but films that sort of deconstruct and explode the monster myth yes and we have reached this week the wolfman yes wolfman is like friends with dracula i suppose i guess so but he doesn't like he's got to stay outside (laughs) when everybody comes over right can't i get you anything (laughs) um just hear music muted music from inside the party right uh the monster mash of course uh (laughs) or werewolf bar mitzvah of course i mean they're playing my song drag you think i can uh, stay out here but uh there's a article on laist i think it's called uh it's an oral history of the uh werewolf bar mitzvah song oh really don't temper temper your enthusiasm oh okay or curb it i okay. guess somebody should make something out of that uh because it's it's information it's interesting to find out more about uh the werewolf bar mitzvah but turns out not quite enough information to really fill out an entire article oh okay. so it just kind of becomes like 30 rock memories so if All you're right. into that check it out uh it's robert carlock um mr tina fey uh, who's a producer and uh, one of the writers on the show that wrote the song. And they talk okay. about working on it. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. Apparently, uh, Donald Glover, who was a writer on 30 Rock at the time, uh, contributed a lot to it and uh, also did some of the voices. Because <laughs> I guess when they were doing it, like, during, if you listen to the full, they wrote a three-minute song for this eight-second bit. Right. And the the girl who wrote it was talking about how she's like, I mean, I'm a Jew, but... This was a lot of Wikipedia searching for me because <laughs> there's a lot of like Jewish terms in the song. Right. 
And uh, the parts where like Grizz or Dot Com and Tracy are talking back and forth, like they didn't have the actors necessarily. So it's like Donald Glover doing impressions of of the actors. Oh my goodness. That's kind of crazy. That's spooky and scary. Yeah. Um, So we watched The Wolfman. Yes, we did. And we also kind of hit a point, and we'll talk about this when we talk about this uh, in the feature at the end of the show, that we hit a point where we were like, uh, werewolf movies? Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a ton of them, but I don't know. How, are there definitive werewolf movies? Right. Outside of 1941. Right. Lon Chaney Jr. Right, exactly. He's walking with the queen. <laughs> uh, the, the Wolfman. Right. I don't know. It's... Uh, hard to say, yeah. but um, there—I mean, there are a couple. Um, Ginger Snaps comes to mind. Well, yeah. Um, we'll see if this part of this for the end of the show. When okay. We, uh, talk about the 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 Wolfman's. Yes. And Woman's. Right. But um, yeah, I just felt like Frankenstein. You know, we've talked about what's behind the myth, like the persistence. What's what's the pitch here? What's the right. pitch? Frankenstein clear. Uh, Dracula, pretty clear. Wolfman, I don't know. It's not as clear. He jumps around. Yeah, I uh, mean, yeah. he doesn't have a, a book that came out like in the 1800s about about him or anything like that. No, and I think it was something that I kind of decided on or sort of thought of was I think that it's there have been wolf um, a, a person guy turns into blank. Sure. Uh, for since we've started telling stories mm-hmm. for all of human history yeah. and um, pre-recorded history, pre-recorded. This history was previously recorded in front of a live <laughs> planet. Um, it, but yet, yeah, there is no, I think it's simultaneously like the oldest myth and like the least explored myth. Sure. Or at least it doesn't have a definitive thing. And maybe that's because it doesn't have that killer app, mm-hmm. that Stoker's Dracula that Shelley's Frankenstein right. or or whatever. It's always been there. It's so, it's like the guy with two eyes. Like it's just so understood and common that it's hard to really find something definitive. But mm-hmm. in our searching, we did watch several, well, you know, not highly rated necessarily, but definitely memorable yeah. uh, cult werewolf films. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we'll talk about those later. Why well, give yes. it away now? And of course, uh, we got to move along here, uh, but we want to squeeze in our next installment in Yorgos I Hardly Lanthimos. Yes. I don't remember even what it is. Uh, where we watch the next film in the oeuvre, or however you say that in Greek, of Yorgos Lanthimos. Yes. Uh, his first American film. Mm-hmm. An exciting one called The, the Lobster. Lobster. The Lobster. Yep. Um, before we get into it, uh, what did you think the lobster was about before you saw the lobster? Well, I I kind of cheated because I saw the trailer to it, so okay, I got you know, an idea. Okay, kind of tells you what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> did you think that Olivia Coleman would not have been in it that much? Did you think her part was going to be a bit bigger? I did think her part was going to be bigger. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I did. Well, for sure. Favorites coming up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll uh, of course talk about some news as well. How you doing? Uh, any uh, Halloween plan- plans? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, no Halloween plans, unfortunately. Um, maybe stay in and watch some spooky movies or something like that. Uh, it's like Christmas for me. Like I never. Some people go crazy over Halloween. I, I like it, but I never really go. Oh well, it's time to start cutting people's fingers off. And wait, what? <laughs> Can you make like? Is there like a lady fingers, but lady fingers, and you use like red food coloring and the sure. tiramisu or something like that? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but I never really go nuts on it. But I've been watching uh, some spooky movies this yeah. year. I mean, we've been doing this. Yeah, but exactly. In general, I've been absorbing some stuff and I've enjoyed it. But yeah. I'm starting to see as I get older why people do this, why the cookies come out after Thanksgiving and uh, must be Christmas, Christmas time. Sure. Or whatever the bad song that plays is. And then December 26th, you're like, all right. Done with that. Trees out by the curb. Yeah. Done. Exactly. Because I'm ready to be done. Yeah. I'm not tired of it yet, but November 1st, I'll be done. You'll be done with Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a um, an acquaintance who watches a scary movie every day of October, like wow. every year, and then wow. she writes something about it on Facebook. That, wow, the work ethic there, I, uh, I wish I had. <laughs> does she ever rewatch things? Yes, she does. Okay. Yeah. Some movies I think she watches every year. Okay. Um, but does she try to add new stuff? Yes. Okay. She tries to add new stuff too. Yeah, well, okay. That's cool. And like, you know, it's once a year and we're only here for 70 or 80 of them. So. Right. But it'd be interesting to like every month or every year do the same advent calendar, like watch the same 31 movies every time and see what you kind of get out of them. It could be interesting. I could see that. But yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. Well, don't I want to do that. <laughs> you want to do we're that? Not, we now. can't do that. No. No, we, we, we're doing enough. Yeah. We're doing yeah. plenty. We are doing with plenty. This. And we'll be talking about our Wolfman movies at the end of the show. Let's do some news. Don't you love rumors? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, love every a good song, rumor. every song is just a classic. Um, but I also like rumors about the film industry. Didn't get the uh, joke about Fleetwood Mac. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> So, uh, Screen Rant is a movie site. Yes. Uh, they talk about all kinds of stuff. They are purporting that they have heard that a Black Widow movie will be due on twenty in twenty twenty. Okay. Um, What's their source? Good. Unnamed uh, sources. Oh, great. Yes. Um, well, I hope that it's true because um, who knows how much longer uh, Scarlett Johansson is going to be around. Yeah. For this role. Yeah. So. Um, and I should actually say uh, this was on Screen Rant, but it uh, links back to um, the site that hashtag show. Oh, okay. So, full disclosure, I'm a contributor to that hashtag show. Yes. So, um, but I did not write this, and uh, I wasn't a part of this article, and I don't know their source. Okay. It was like that in journalism movies. It's not until I've become a journalist that I've realized the whole. How it's kind of BS. <laughs> it depends on, I guess, what you're <laughs> writing about. This isn't Spotlight, but right. they always go to somebody and like, well, come on, but just, you know, just tell me your sources. Sorry. I can't so, tell can, you. Can't do it. Yep. Yeah. It's because secret. Because you're probably, was this, I know this was in uh, the next uh, Justice League or whatever, but like the guy asked Lois Lane who her source was. Uh-huh. And then I was like, oh, that's going to come back because Luthor, he, that guy works for Luthor secretly. Right. And so he wants to know so he could, no, nah, it never comes back. No. Mm-mm. No. Just a scene where she's talking to Ma Kent's just eating lean cuisine in the Daily Planet <laughs> break know. room for some reason. I, I know. <laughs> what? At least there's women in this in this movie. Yeah. Uh, outside but, of Wonder Woman. But it doesn't ca- not, um, pass the Bechdel test, though. No. Because they're talking, they're talking about, about Clark. Yep, the whole time. Talking about Clark. Yep. And how thirsty Lois Lane is. I mean, hungry. I know. Is that Joss Whedon? I don't know. What are you doing? It was in poor taste, whoever it was. What are you doing, Joss Whedon? So anyway, uh, that hashtag show says that uh, Black Widow and Eternals will be Marvel's 2020 films. Okay. 
That would be good. Yes. Um, um, the first uh, Black Widow supposedly will be um, in the early summer, you know, April, May film. Okay. And Eternals will come out in the November slot. Okay. That Just sounds like, uh, good. like Doctor Strange and Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Now I want to ask this person. I want to get on Slack and be like, hey, just uh, tell me your sources. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. No, do, do it right now. Tell me who your sources are right now. Goateed guys to show up <laughs> outside the Zanku chicken you're oh eating goodness. in. In a black SUV. <laughs> this is getting weird. Oh, man. You excited? Uh, yeah, I am excited. Um, is it too late? No. What, what kind I of, don't think it is too late. Let's see. I guess if you're... What kind of appropriative... <laughs> problematic disguises will black widow oh my gosh (laughs) it'll open with her like you know disguised as a charlie chaplin type figure you know (laughs) she's undercover in hong kong oh my gosh like the opening of uh of uh, big mama's house you know y'all ain't never heard of soul korea oh my god she'd be like yes yes they'd be like wait a minute you're not chang (laughs) great right no but i am a dumpling Bam, bam, kick, scissor, wrap my thighs around your head, your face, oh. and then smash your head into the ground. Yeah. As they must all do. Yes. I, I don't know. Like, we watched Jumanji lately, uh, recently, and know, like, not, um, and Karen not. Gillan's character was breakdance fighting or whatever, was one of her sexy, strengths. Sexy dance fighting. Dance fighting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after the 10 minute scene on how to act sexy. Right. Because that's the only way you can stop these guys. I know. Didn't like it. No. Didn't like it. It's a real. It's it's what I call a modern deathbed scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Bit about deathbed. Patton Oswalt. We get it. Mm-hmm. And the thing about deathbed was that movie probably cost ten thousand dollars, if even. Right. But it's so bad. The guy's making the bed. It's it's a long walk to get here. When really you just wanted to make a sex and horror exploitation film, right? But even ten thousand dollars was too much uh-huh. and too much effort. Yeah. Nowadays we have movies where Jumanji probably cost a hundred million dollars. Yeah. And you watch it, and it's like the the costumes are really great, and well, the CGI is okay. Maybe they're just keeping it going from Jumanji '95 when right. the CGI was not good. Monkey's weird, weird yes. looking, but like, and the props are good, and you've got some um, some big talent in there, and there's all these extras, like the the bizarre scene. There's a, like a lot going on, and it just yeah. looks really great. And the script is trash. It was just written in a weekend. Yeah, it, it's like they. I like the idea why, of it being in a video game. Why does game, it start but... with here's a hundred million dollars and write a script if you think of it? Why not like we worked on the script for a few years? It's ready. Now, can we have some money to to bring this to life? Right, exactly. And I know, I mean, cynicism, Hollywood, I get it, but it can't go the other way. Yeah, I know. It. They had twenty years to write this movie. I know, and it sucks. I know, <laughs> it's too bad. Um, because I think the the idea of it having to be a, being a video game, I think that's a good idea. It's a good premise, but they kind of they fall short on it. Yeah. Well, here's some more uh, Marvel news. Uh, remember 13 Reasons Why? Yes. Speaking of things that probably shouldn't exist. Yeah. Uh, the star, Catherine Langford. Yes. Who was probably one of the good things that you could take out of that show. Yep. Uh, is going to be in Avengers 4. Oh, okay. She's playing a mystery role that has already been shot. All right. Who is she? Who is she? Um, I have no earthly idea who she could be. Absolutely not. Do you? Yes. 
Oh man, I'm bad at like. You guess I'm gonna eat a lifesaver. Okay. Um. I eat a lightsaber, but she talks. How, how do they do it? Well, um, I'm just trying to think of other Marvel heroes that haven't been introduced yet. Gosh, I can't. Uh, I yeah, okay, I get what you're doing. Um, she has sparks. <laughs> um, I don't. I have no idea. I mean, consider the fact that it will almost definitely involve time travel. So what younger version of a character or a character's dead mom or sister could she play? Oh, boy. Now let's try to get through this segment. Um, maybe she's um, Spider-Man's mom or something like that. <laughs> oh, she's No, Aunt May is already hot. We don't need a younger, hotter Aunt May. <laughs> yeah, don't bring the Parker family back. Nobody yeah. cares. All right. Richard and Jane. Yeah. It's really Dick and Jane Parker. I, that's horrible if it's true. It's probably something else. Um uh weren't they spies? Or were they bank robbers? Supposedly. What's fun fun with Dick and Jane? They're they they rob banks or something, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh We're getting nothing out of you. I I have no I have no earthly idea. Maybe she's another um widow, like another black widow oh. character. <laughs> I thought you meant like Alfrey Woodard, like or, no, or uh, was that Alfred Woodard? Yeah, where she's like... Oh, like an actual widow. Like not, Tony Stark, not black you widow. killed my husband yes. and right. my son. <laughs> right. No. Um, Jeez, it's like you can't be a superhero. Uh, yeah. You got to break some eggs. <laughs> I, I, I do not know either. Um, that, that was my guess. It's a very general guess. But she's just somebody who's connected to somebody that we've seen, like Cap's mom or something like that. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I see that. How, uh, this movie will be four hours it'll be three and a half if it's a minute it could oh go goodness. to four hours because at this point that's we don't, insane this isn't a new line i don't think people will take a three-hour lord of the rings thing anymore people will absolutely take a three-hour three movie they did with infinity war so this will be very long so that being said the reason i said that was if this is going to involve time travel and we're going to the 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 whole uh, length of putting them back in previous movies <laughs> Three hours, you know, it'll still be a large percentage of the film, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And so we might have time to like actually really dig into things. And if you do, maybe they go back too far and this is, you know, an old timey superhero or something. Right. Peggy's sister or something like that. I was thinking maybe she'd be like a younger Peggy or something like that, too. God. I know. The actress. I know. She's just sitting around. I know. Not up to no, you're TV right. TV shows canceled. I know. You're the best woman for this job. Oh my gosh. What about now? Woo! <laughs> You're talking about the other show that she Conviction. was in. Conviction. Yeah. It's terrible. It looked Conviction terrible. has been overturned. Yes. Yeah, it didn't look great. Um, although, you know, maybe see legal procedural. She's in a bra a lot. I mean, you, you buy that in the room. I guess. So anyway, we don't know anything else, and we didn't come up with anything here. <laughs> she shaves her head. She's Moon Dragon. There you go. Okay, we're moving on. All right. Uh, in the uh, adjacent Disney-adjacent world of Star Wars, uh, Kathleen Kennedy has apparently confirmed the Boba Fett movie is dead. Well, that's too bad. Yes. In a, wor- in a world where Star Trek has announced an animated series. Yes. Along with an old man with arthritis series. Oh my god. And gosh. God knows what else they've got going on. Um, meanwhile, on the other side, the bigger 
sibling, the other star franchise, yeah. is like, hear that? Not, what what do the brakes on a land speeder sound like? Because <laughs> they are killing the Boba Fett movie. Uh, it had always been um, in development, which doesn't necessarily mean yeah. much. And James Mangold was attached to direct and probably okay. write. And now it ain't going to happen. Now it's dead in the water. Now remember, we've got the Mandalorian series. I was going to say, did so that help kill it? Yeah, it felt like a duplication. Something you'd expect from DC where it's like, let's have four or five uh, Harley Quinn projects in development yes. and where nobody's talking to each other but right. Disney doesn't you do that generally so this might be a case of them having that in the works announced a couple years ago and then forking off into well Favreau's moving forward with this right. so then we cut this part off here Right. it's probably a good idea a smart move probably it's also a move after having her contract renewed and Disney showing faith in her this does seem like a prudent move where it's like okay I'm going to keep my job right. but Okay, let's Rate let's take the bit. things that aren't going to work. Yeah, yeah, let's eliminate possibilities for failure as we go forward. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. So that leaves us with the Mandalorian, which we are assuming will not won't feature Boba Fett. I think they right. said that, but probably a Boba Fett like character? characters. Yeah, yeah, because Boba Fett is the great white hype. He's the great green and and done hype. Right, It'd be a great show title. Um, because. He's, you know, five lines in the trilogy and one of them is ah. Uh, right. <laughs> he's uh, the most overblown character ever. Mm-hmm. A movie where he is a Wolverine-esque badass doing cool stuff would right. be a great chance to go, no, no, see, it took 30, 40 years, but right. he really is cool. But he's not just a flesh and fan. Yeah, no, so. it's not. Um, I don't know. Are you upset by this at all? Um, well, I just said that. <laughs> I just said that uh, this could have been a chance. I don't have a stake in the fight, a horse in the game, right. a dog in the show. Sure. But if you were a Boba Fett fan, maybe this is bad news because yeah. this would have been a chance to legitimize Boba Fett. Okay. I mean, do you think that they could come up with enough material to do a whole movie on Boba Fett? It's Star Wars. Yeah, I suppose. It's Star Wars. Yeah. And if you can't come up with enough material, you come up with half the material, and then you spend the rest of the movie, the other half of the movie, saying how dumb and bad the first half was and how you were stupid to like it. Wow. It's kind of self-loathing, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Why does Star Wars hate itself? I don't know. Ryan Johnson, tell me! (laughs) It's so... It's not even... Still still going. Yeah. Still going. Yep. Uh, Adam Scott. Yes. Will be playing the William Shatner role in the reboot of Twilight Zone's Terror at 40,000 Feet. Um, so my question is, why are we redoing this? Because they redo it every time. I think they... I'm, I'm not 100%, but they might have done a reboot with the uh, Forrest Whitaker one. Okay. Uh, when they Twilight's in the movie, of course, uh, John Lithgow took the uh, the Shatner role. So this is one of the quintessential Twilight Zone episodes, along with um, the the one where they're all pigs, pig face guys. Yeah, yeah, which is called Eye of the Beholder. I'm sure something. something. I can't like remember that. what it's called. Yeah. So this is one of those things, and it's like, okay, so Black Mirror. Ate your lunch. There's no more lunch right. left. It's just yeah. a, right in front of you. Mm-hmm. A six foot party sub mm-hmm. right down the gullet. So now you got to come back. Return of the Mac. Return Prince. of the Rod. How are you going to do this? Uh, you're going to. They took. Oh, cell phones. That's our angle. 
How do you bring it back? Uh, we don't. We just remake a bunch of old ones. Yeah, so we're going to get, uh, you know, Dennis Weaver's Can't Go to Sleep or whatever. <laughs> you know, you're going to get We're All Dolls in a Bucket or something like that. Right. Is that what you're going to do? Because I was really excited for Jordan Peele heading this thing up. And if this is what they're going to do, not so excited anymore. Well, I'm not excited about, like, why are we redoing them all? Because, and I think you've said this it off, was 20, 000, off the air. Right. A prop plane couldn't go to 40,000. Right. It'd be impossible. But... But I think you said this off air, like they already got it. Like they, they did it. The, yeah, it's classic. Right. <laughs> Take some of the crappy ones. Well, yeah, okay, fine. Take some of the lesser known ones, how about? Right. You can, Like um, Ice Cube, Billy Mumy, Today Was a Good Day, <laughs> whatever it's called. You're going to the cornfield. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm so tired. I can't remember any of my... I don't know. Just take some of the ones that were like, was that a good one? Right. The George Takei one where he gets possessed by a samurai and tries to kill the racist guy. Oh, boy. Well, not that one. Uh, the the doll that's like alive. Taki Tina? Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, uh, was that uh, Telly Savalas? I'm not sure. Who's she going to kill? Oh, my God. I don't know. We're bad. Yeah. I want to do a Twilight Zone podcast. There has to be one, but I don't know about them. So that means that it's not like Earwolf or something. I think we could really make that work. Yeah, I think you could. For and sure. then you land it just in time to do special the episodes. New- so cut this part. Cut this out. Cut this out. Nobody steal this. <laughs> yeah, I just wish that there was more. There's so much inventiveness. And you're right. Like, it, the temptation has to be huge to remake, a, to do a Richard Matheson script. Mm-hmm. But you're right. They've been done. Yeah. What can you add? Oh, right. I'm going to, maybe an Adam Scott, right? Are we scared of a gremlin yet? He's like, maybe I could use my cell phone to take a picture of the, oh, low battery. He can't, he didn't get the picture. So he can't prove to the stewardess <laughs> that there's right. a gremlin. Yes. No, I can see that. What we're going to get out of this is you're going to get a lot of famous people working for scale. Yeah. Because definitely with him producing, and I hope he contributes some scripts. Yeah, that'd be but good. But he's probably too busy. And now he's hosting. You're definitely going to get, you know, B, solid B-list people coming in, like, doing these things. Yeah. Like Adam Scott, perfect. The Ur example. Sure. Um, I just wish they'd come up with new stories. Kristen Bell is the woman who's like, no, turn me into a pig lady, please. Oh, my gosh. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, first episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> there you go presidents it's a different oh man sort of equation yeah it is everybody knows what's okay and what isn't and yeah. then we just treat the line like a the fault line in a long jump for some reason uh-huh uh hey george miller remember that guy yeah <laughs> uh if you don't uh then you didn't see fury road right or maybe you just didn't care for mad max at all that's possible you like mad max i right? love mad max tell me uh, about it um i love fury road i think it's a great picture um it's, um, I mean, it's, it's hard. It, I think it has a lot of feminist ideals in it. And like, yeah. I, I mean, it's about women trying to escape their oppressor and everything. Yeah. So. And and it's also, I, I like the feminist uh, ideals too, but I also like the, um, they're all, it's all on the screen. Yeah. There isn't a ton of speechifying no. about how like these women, I mean. The speech, the, the all the speechifying stuff is put in the mouth of the wives. Basically, they're the ones yes. who really are being oppressed the most, but they're also the ones who have this rhetoric. But then you see um, the mothers and Furiosa, and you see yeah. the effects of 
the, the literally the talk the masculinity that has poisoned the entire world literally yes and it's all played out in an awesome action way it's not yeah. like a lot of speechifying and you know that belongs in some things but the angle here is just too late trump destroyed the world right <laughs> exactly pre- 2015 kind of prescient yeah and now how's tom hardy gonna kick Fix ass it. yeah but also learn to be a better guy yeah exactly be a better guy <laughs> Not to give up, which is a message we all need to hear. Yep. Well, anyway, um, it looks like uh, he's going to make a new movie, and it's called okay. 3,000 Years of Longing. All right. Ask me about it. Um, Tell me about it. I don't know anything about it. No? We don't know anything about it. Okay. He's apparently been working on it for a while. Okay. But he won't even... He wrote the screenplay and is going to direct, but he won't even share the log line. Really? So we don't know anything about it. Huh. It's well, assumed that it will be a... You know, in in his idiom, uh, happy feet aside, uh, a sort of high octane, sort of uh, probably socially conscious uh, block action blockbuster, but yeah. we don't know. Huh. Well, that's very mysterious of him. Um, you would think that he would share like a tagline or something. Yeah. Give us a little taste. Yeah, a blurry Instagram photo. Yeah. Like uh, the Russo brothers. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, well, we, we're not going to get that. Oh, man. Have we talked about how uh, when we talk about things, it, it creates things in the world? We yes. Think, we, we live in the Matrix and we run it as well. Yes. Well, I think you and I tried to watch a movie the other day called In Order of Disappearance. Uh, yes, we did. Uh, stars Stellan Skarsgård. Yes. And I'm not going to get this right, but he is a Swede in Norway? Or a Norwegian in Sweden. I can't remember. Anyway. I uh, know it takes place in Scandinavia, and he's Scandinavian. Right. But anyway, uh, it is a Scandinavian film. He plays an older man who is a snowplow driver. His son is killed by a drug cartel. Yes. And, yeah, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Yeah. And uh, it's not very good. No. In fact, it's really bad. It's not very good. And I don't know if I'm just... don't I need to live in darkness for six months to like appreciate the the humor, the dark because it's billed as a dark comedy. But I was like, where's I, the laugh? Where, it's not funny. No, and it's not, and it's Stone Skarsgård tiredly punching people, and so it's not really exciting either. No, it's not. But you can see what its inspiration is. Yeah. I want you to listen to me. Right, exactly. I'm going to do this. Right. Well, it's come full circle because Liam Neeson is now starring in a remake of the film called Hard Powder. (laughs) Oh, my God. Bad bad start. Talk about high octane. Yeah. Uh, Um, He'll be playing a snowplow driver. driver. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yada, yada, yada. And uh, Seth Rogen is going to be in it. What? So it looks like they're going to try to up the comedy factor. And I believe Charlize Theron is playing his still too young wife. Okay. He's playing his wife. All right. Wow. This has a lot of people in it. Are we going to go, nice job, guys, but we'll take it from here. And then I'm sure they're going to fix it. Hollywood should be fixing stuff, right? Yeah. So they're going to blow Things are going to explode. It's going to be a lot more money. Is Charlize going to kick ass because she kicks ass now yeah I don't and her know. role in this traditionally should be no what are you doing right. don't do it sven right exactly but now she's charlie's theron yes. so does he bring her in on this i almost think he has to i've been killing people with my snowplow i know i know it sounds like a bad direct-to-video 80s horror film <laughs> but do you want to plow guys with me <laughs> 
I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> and then they yeah. get out there. Get out there together. Right. Kick some ass together. Part of the thing in that is that he has to punch people because he doesn't have a gun because gun laws are different. Right. Whereas, <laughs> just, this would be easy. It's over right. in one reel if you're <laughs> doing it in America. I you know. just buy an assault rifle, job's done. I know. Sad. Yeah. You know, now I got Return of the Mac stuck in my head. Oh, no. Uh, let's talk about the young Bruce Wayne and Alfred, who will appear in the Joker movie. This is the Todd Phillips Joker film, starring Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, boy. Uh, Dante Pereira Olsen is playing young Bruce Wayne, and Douglas Hodge is playing Alfred Pennyworth. I don't know who either of those actors are. Uh, Douglas Hodge was in, speaking of Black Mirror, he was in an episode of Black Mirror. Okay. And he was uh, in Red Sparrow, the, um, oh, the Black Widow the movie. the Black Widow movie. It all connects. Yeah. It all comes together. Mm-hmm. And um, the kid was, I, I don't know either. I think he was in um, You Were Never Really Here, which is another uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix film. Okay. Huh. Well. Return of the Mac. I, I I just don't even I don't even know like what we're gonna do for a Joker film and we're gonna have a young Bruce Wayne but he's not Batman yet and it just screams like Gotham to me. Yep. And that makes me not excited about it. Yep. So can't you just push Ben Affleck off the cart? Yeah. No. No kidding. Like <laughs> not to kick him when he's down. Well, and I'm sure that his contract has a pay or play thing, right? So mm-hmm. you go, Ben, we're, you can see where this is going. It's a new direction. It's not you. I mean, you're great, and you definitely have brought things to this role. But we got all we got a dime holding up a dollar here. We got so many yeah. things stacked up behind this, mm-hmm. and it's just dumb to have. Yeah, because remember when Batman fought the Joker and he was like 90 years old? Like no. Yeah, we need to move forward on this. Yeah. And so we I mean, need to have Batman show up and stuff. We had a stuntman play you in Suicide Squad, and that worked out fine. Right. Maybe we could do that. He gets a furlough from rehab or something, and he comes out, and he just does a, what are you doing, like, you know, type thing. Right. But probably just recast him, though. Yeah. I mean, it, just make up your mind if you're going to do this role or not, because you're holding things up. And I want you to listen to me. <laughs> I'm Batman. I know. Um, and yeah, I thought Joker was Batman's contemporary. I mean, apparently not. Not if we're going Gotham rules. Okay. Gotham drools. It doesn't rule. Uh, speaking of superheroes and fights at the box office, uh, we've got a fight on our hands. Oh boy. Because it looks like Terminator 6 and Charlie's Angels will both be coming out in November 2019. Okay. Which has caused Wonder Woman 1984 to move its release date to summer of 2020. I know, which Bad seems idea. like, why Bad would you do idea. that? Bad idea. Yeah. I think that Wonder Woman is attractive as a property, you know, whenever, but you're going to make me wait for two and a half, you know, years for the next one. Like, it just seems so long. You should get this out there. Yeah, I agree. So, anyway, um, it's probably summer is probably a better spot anyway, but yes, it's Maybe somewhat make more money, Yeah. but. I mean, November is not a bad time either for movies to come out. No, and I wouldn't be, if I was Wonder Woman, I wouldn't be scared of another Terminator and Charlie's Angels. Or Charlie's Angels. Angels, Charlie's Angels is going to tank. Yeah. And uh, I don't know who's in it. It's, um. well, you know. What's her name? It's Kristen Stewart and I don't know who else. Charlie's Angels is going to tank. Yeah. And uh, Terminator, uh, we don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see. We don't know. 
Jury's out. It's got Mackenzie Phillips, not her name. I don't care what her name is. Uh, I do not like her. Okay. And she's her movies aren't successful. So. All right. Well, <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, look, I would be the asshole in the boardroom at Warner Brothers, but at, in Hollywood, enough times, that asshole's right. Yeah. We won't have lunch with him, but we'll... We'll follow his, his guide on release dates. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, one more story before we move on to talking about Yorgos. I hardly... Nor- Dang it. <laughs> Looks like Guillermo del Toro will be making an animated Pinocchio for Netflix. Okay. Um, I'm kind of scared. I don't know. Why? Yes. I don't know why. Why? I have no idea why. For years, you've been making your little movies. Yeah. You finally got all the validation that you should need right. for a kid growing up in a Mexican cinema, you know, watching movies. Right. Uh, cinema Paradiso, literally. Right. Like, <laughs> you you could do anything you want. I know. And you're going to make a stop motion movie for, for a streaming network? I know. Is this going to be one of those? Is this going to be a... Jean Dujardin, the, the artist guy thing, where it's no like, <laughs> good job, get out of here. I don't know. Like, did he, the day after winning his Oscar, did he, you know, take some meetings and got a lot of no's and he's like, oh boy. And this was a yes, so he's going for it? Well, he might have pitched this, but this is just, I, I don't know. I don't know. People booing Okja or whatever. Right. It, it's still not. It's not. It's not a movie. You know, it's not yeah. a Hollywood movie. Yeah, when you premiere on Netflix, and I just and I don't like his movies. Like I, I, just, I know. this is just advice. Like I just I want to see him succeed. And I don't know. Netflix um, is actually planning a uh, two billion dollar bond uh, to to fund new content. Oh my goodness! So we we're wondering where that money comes from. Yeah. Apparently they've got it, but also they need to. Can you spare? Two billion, brother. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of money. So I I have a feeling that he is definitely getting paid off of this. But picture fifteen years ago, this scrappy young filmmaker Guillermo del Toro pitches a stop motion movie to there's no Netflix, but let's say New Line or just like a you know a indie house type thing. Yeah, he he'll get to make it, uh-huh. but he won't get a payday on it. Right. Fast forward fifteen years, an Oscar winning. Yes. Earner at the box office, well, in his slot, has to make a stop motion movie yes. for a small company. I know. Nothing has changed. I know. It just went on it just went digital. Yes. Exactly. Um, I'm not sure why this is happening. I know there's there's like a live action Pinocchio that's happening at Disney too, so um I don't know. Oh, they're gonna compete? I I, I thought I heard that there was a live action Pinocchio. Um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Maybe I'm just like getting that cameo. confused with like Dumbo and. Got to do a JTT cameo. Yeah. And speaking of foreign stars who win an Oscar and then go away, Roberto yeah. Benigni. Yeah, that's true. Pinocchio. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just, like I said, I don't want him to be destroyed. Like, I just don't really like his stuff, but he seems like a nice guy. So I hope everything's going okay. Yeah. Why settle He's gonna for gonna have Netflix. to sell some of his crap. Yeah. He's going to have to. Hawk that Lovecraft statue. <laughs> Who's gonna buy a, an H.P. Lovecraft statue? Um, you don't want to meet that. I don't know. Meet that guy in a parking lot. No, you don't. He's not gonna have a shirt on. No. <laughs> He's gonna have a well. Maybe he'll have a Cthulhu shirt in the back, but he won't be wearing it. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying that like a guy with no shirt in a pickup truck is gonna be a, a Lovecraft fan. Yeah, which seems unlikely. Yeah, but maybe he's got a monocle. Yeah. <laughs> 
Shirtless with a monocle. There you go. That's my band name. All right. Are you ready for an absurdist dystopian black comedy film? I am. That was directed, co-written, and co-produced by Yorgos Lanthimos. Yes. The Greek myth. Yes. The... Sorry, come on, help me out. Um, uh, the, the surrealist. He's raining from the Mediterranean. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, the neat from Crete. Um, the animal... From Schmanimal. <laughs> I don't know. We, there's a lot of Greek islands. <laughs> I would be floored if there was one called Sh- Schmanimal. <laughs> Where are you going? Are you going to Mykonos? Or, no, we're going to Schmanimal. Schmanimal. Blue water. So lovely. And the uh, Dolmades are to die for. Uh, now, we're talking about The Lobster, uh, a 2015 film. This is his uh, first, quote unquote, American film. Yes. Uh, and it stars a lot of non-American people. In fact, there are very few Americans in it. But, yeah. you know, it's his first, you know, uh, sort of Hollywood film, I guess. What, Western? Even though it's not really Hollywood. Well, it's not, that wouldn't say Western. It's, it's in Greek English. Is Western. It's yeah. got that going for yeah, it. Yeah, it's in English. Yeah. Um, what happens in The Lobster? Um, well, Colin Farrell plays this guy who... Um, is getting a divorce from his wife because she has well, we're doing it all. moved we're, on. This is the pitch. Uh, and he checks himself into this hotel where you have to find love within like 45 days. Otherwise, you get turned into an animal. And the whole world is like this. Yeah. We're led to believe. Yes. Yes. They, they're like hotels like this. this you have over. to swallow this. Yeah. This is the, the shot of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And people in the cities are... Uh, you have to be out as a couple or have your paperwork. Yeah, it's enforced yeah. by the police. So um, they they if, question whether or not you're a couple. And if you're single, you're, you know, you have to live in the woods. You're not, in, you're thrown out of society. Right. Because otherwise you get sent to, I'm, a, I'm presuming that you get sent to the um, facilities, hotels, whatever yes. you call them. Yeah. Where you got to find a romantic partner. Yes. And then... No, uh, that's it. Yeah. That, that was it. Yeah, okay. That's the premise. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be spoiling the movie for sure. Yeah. Um, it stars, uh, perhaps surprisingly, uh, but I love it, uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah, I know. The Farrell-sance has begun. Colin-sance. Yeah. Second time. Okay. Uh, the Colin-sance has begun uh, thanks to Yorgos Lanthimos. Yep. Uh, he's also in the next film we'll be talking about, Killing of a Sacred Deer. We'll get there in two weeks. Uh, it stars him, uh, Rachel Weiss. Yes. And Olivia Coleman, the two ladies that are... Just open your closet. They're in there. <laughs> They're in there. Uh, it also stars uh, Ariane Labed and Angeliki Papulia, who we've talked about on previous um, episodes. She's the nurse. Segments. Yeah. Okay. Uh, John C. Riley, Leah Sadu, yeah. and Ben Wislaw, yeah. amongst others. Mm-hmm. Yes. What'd uh, you think? I liked it. I mean, it's... This is working out for you. It's weird. You have discovered something. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> His movies are bizarre and dark, but they also are comical in a way. Um, I mean, dark comedy, and uh, they're just, I mean, they're so bizarre, but they're entertaining as well. Um, and Would the, they fall apart if one character just went, what is going on here? Probably. 
Yeah. Because nobody does that. Everybody, you know, they they swallow <laughs> that this is how the world works in yeah. this world. And maybe, <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe I'm pushing it too far because, uh, yeah. If 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 uh, the FedEx guy came to the dog two thousand, he's like. Why are these people crawling around on all fours? Right, right. Why am I Jerry Seinfeld? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would fall apart. <laughs> I mean, the closest we get to something like that is John C. Riley being yeah. like, why would they do that Who, when they change the You've seen him on animals. Broadway. You know. Yeah. Uh, he is a fantastic actor. Yes, he is. Although possibly limited in range. Possibly. And a lot of his job when he's not on PCP in Walk Hard, his greatest achievement, <laughs> is him... Going, well, that seems kind of weird. People yeah. doing crazy stuff. Yeah. Kristen Wiig is acting nuts. And then he's like, uh, no, I don't think that that's right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you bring him in. You bring um, Rachel Weiss, who is also, you know, ex- immensely talented. Yes. But is extremely expressive. Yes. And it's like, can you be too good a- an actor to be in a Yorgos Lanthimos movie. Does Colin Maybe Farrell work because he's like an Irish Keanu Reeves in that he is just <laughs> sort of blank and be, is the perfect protagonist for this blank canvas that you can scribble on? I mean, you Whereas might be right there. everything that John C. Reilly does is either... Um, well, let's say this. Uh, everything Rachel Weisz does is pregnant with meaning and intent, which mm-hmm. is great to be uh, normally for it to be an actor. Yeah. And everything John C. Reilly does is... Commentary is him commenting right. on what's going on. So, do do can they work in a world like this? Um, it, I think it's a challenge uh, for sure. Um, I I think that for the most part they work. I mean, their performances certainly didn't pull me out of the. I was pulled out a little bit. Really? Yeah. Huh. Not uh, this is uh, so far. I think this is my favorite of his films. Okay. So it didn't do it too much. Right. But. Yeah, there were times where I was like, <laughs> there's a scene. So we should talk about all the draconian uh, things that happen in this world. Okay. Which are all, and I want your opinion on this too. They're all metaphors, but I don't know, I don't feel like Lanthimos usually makes pointed metaphors except the dog trainer and dog tooth. Yeah. And so you've got this world where you are literally forced to live alone in the woods if you don't have a partner. Yes. Which, ever been single? It can feel like that. Uh-huh. It can feel like that. Right. And uh, you go to this place. Um, they have all these silly, like, skits that are supposed to be instructive. Yes. Like, you don't understand that, oh, it's better if you're choking, being with somebody, they'll save you. Or if I, you're a woman and you're walking along... You won't be raped if you're right. walking with somebody. Right. And it's just like, all, it's all these like ridiculous things. Those within, those are comedic things to sort of hammer at home. But do you think that he meant to comment on, boy, the, you know, the world does shut you out. You know, you can't go to parties. You can't do anything. Like, you know, the world is made for people. It tells you you need somebody. Because uh, the other side of it is. There isn't any characters in here who are living alone, and you, you look at them and you go, maybe they've got something there. There are no examples of somebody making it okay, like you would have right. if it was a moralizing, didactic sort of uh, setup. Because mm-hmm. the singles people are just as effed up as, yeah, <laughs> as I would the people say who so. are in a couple. Yeah, they have to dig their own Also, graves. I think Leia Sadu might be the female Colin Farrell. 
Which one was she? Was she the one who was charge of the single people? Yeah, she's okay. um, the Skyfall. Okay. And the blue, blue's the warmest color. Okay. I don't think she's a bad actress or anything like that, but I mean, I think that she's got a sort of Blank slight canvas. blankness that you can kind of put yeah. um, sinister on, you know, or sure. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I got to tell you, I, I'm not a huge fan of Colin Farrell, but I thought he did a great job in this. <laughs> That's I, the right answer. I, I seriously do not think he's that great of an actor, but he did a great job in this. So I have to admit that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, I think he really took to it as well. I mean, he gained weight for the role, although I don't know where he's been in a while, so maybe that's just... <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's just how he looked. Uh, yeah, and yeah, he, he was great. Um, th- when he's checked into the place, they ask him if he's um, straight or gay. Or no, if he likes men or women. Yeah. And he's like, can I like both? And they're like, you cannot like both. I know, and which I, I like, thought was like, that's kind of harsh. That's a little bi erasure. Right, but you have to think about, you know, is this commentary? And I honestly don't think, I think it must, it's somewhere on the list, but I don't think Lanthimos is literally trying, he's not trying to, to comment. He, this isn't commentary. Okay. I think that it naturally gives itself to commentary, and he may be doing that in places, but I don't think that that's his first goal. Because mm-hmm. when you think about it, it's all practical. He comes up with a crazy world for these characters to live in, and then everything that happens is rises out of that practically and so if you had somebody who and we're not insinuating anything about the lifestyle of bisexual people but if you've got a person who could be attracted to both that's going to totally screw up this regimented system they have of finding somebody either a straight or a gay partner yeah because we have to pair people off and so no you are not allowed to do that right (laughs) he can bring his dog though yeah of course who's his brother who is his brother yeah he didn't make it yeah. And he got turned into a dog. Is this, um, and we don't have, get any background on that, and that's fine. Um, is this the most Wes Anderson y of his films? I can't, I think well, we commented I mean, previously that he's kind of, seems like he's going for a sort of Greek <laughs> Wes Anderson vibe. Yeah. But I, let me just answer it for myself. I feel like this verges the most on Wes Anderson. Um, I, I could see that. I mean, I haven't seen his other films, so it's hard for me to say, like, this is the most Wes Anderson, but from the other films that I've you seen, seen so other far. Films. No, I, I haven't seen all of his films. He's got one more. Yeah, okay. So you've almost seen all of his films. All right. <laughs> I consider you an expert. All right. Um, so yeah, I do think it is very Wes Anderson in vibe. Um, and he talks about how much he enjoys swimming, which is why he wants to be turned into a lobster if he... Um, doesn't yeah. make it. Yeah. And yeah. I like how Olivia Coleman's like, that's an excellent choice. Yeah. A lot of people want to be cool animals or whatever. Like you know, dogs but it's, but it's impractical. Yeah. Yes. That's why the world is full of dogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Commentary? I know. I don't know. I know. Uh, d- did your heart sink immediately when Rachel Weiss started voiceovering as the film opened? <laughs> Uh, no, because I because this is his first time that he's used voiceover. I know, and I know how you feel about voiceover. It's not just me. Uh, I know it doesn't always make my skin crawl, though. Um, I was okay with it. Um, I didn't hate it, but I mean, I knew it was Rachel Vice, and I knew she's in the movie. So in a way, it was like kind of like a spoiler for the movie in a way because it's like we don't see her till like closer to like maybe halfway through the film. Yeah. And um, let's talk about that. First, I wanted to mention it's also a way for him to cram in more 
lanthimosness. Yeah. Because it's a movie that is by its very nature somewhat solitary in that these people are alone. And right. so they're not necessarily going to have the kind of, I like your shoes, they're pump shoes, you know, or whatever. Right. But it allows that to be there still because then she'll go, he brushed his teeth four times on each side or whatever. Right. <laughs> she can fill that in in case we're missing that. Right. You're absolutely right, though, because she speaks about everything in the past tense. Yes. And she's a reliable narrator, but she doesn't have all the information. Right. And so we know... And he's not talking, so I guess we don't know his ultimate fate, but we know that no matter what happens in this movie and the horrible implication of what will happen at the end, it must have turned out okay. Right. Because at some later date, she is able to tell this to someone else. Yes. If they love each other, why don't they just go... Is there is there like an ad hoc? Can you like go up to an office and go, all right, we didn't do the program, but look, we're together. We want to get married. Can they not go back into society? I don't think that they can. All right. Well, anyway, at some point, she feels safe enough to relate the story of this happening. Yes. It's kind of like how I met. I assume it's they're talking to a kid. It's like how I met your father and he stabbed his eyes out with a steak knife. I know. I know. So like there is we don't know this until we understand the full context. But I think there is hope in the fact that it is her narrating the story. Yeah. Unless she's. There's six guys with guns outside of her cell <laughs> waiting to execute her. And, and this she's is her just last telling confession. her story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just That's put a gunshot in at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, yeah, um, the, the voiceover, um, the sort of Baroque construction uh, of the film. Um, once again, he uses, why is there slow-mo? I don't know. I, I called out Reservoir Dogs last yeah. time, but now yeah. there's just, no, this is just in slow motion. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Is that like when they're in the woods and they're like finding there was high that. place? Yeah, they were um, on the hunt. Yep. And then also, yeah, primarily that. But there were a couple other things like that. Yeah. The hunt thing was weird. Um, so like I guess you can shoot people with uh, sleep darts or what have you. Yeah. And like then you get more days to right. be a human. Yeah, um, yeah and they read off. The uh, the cruel woman's and she's got like two hundred days or something. Yeah, like that. exactly. She's basically just living rent free. Yeah. Her rent is paid in sleepy bodies, basically. Right, exactly. <laughs> Which is and a good. That seems like a loophole in the system. Right. As long as you are like a savage killer and a dead eye with a trank rifle, you can just be single forever. Right. And that's a flaw of the system, which is this woman. Look, we've all got our things, mm-hmm. but this woman's got problems. Yeah. Why are they trying to put her back into the system? Yeah, I don't know. Good question. Because the system doesn't care, because the system Seems represents broken. our society yeah. that just wants to breeders to marry on. Right. See, doesn't it seem like it's commenting? Yeah, it does. There's some... Okay, the dog trainer in this one is, if things aren't working out, you'll be assigned children. That usually helps. I know. It's like, okay. I know. That's kind of breaking through. Yeah. And the nosebleed couple gets a child. So Where do the kids come from? I, that's what I want to know. <laughs> and they're like, they're not babies. They're no. like five, six years old. Something like that. Mommy, take this knife and kill him. I know. <laughs> um, so I have another question for you. Like if, if you shoot a loner with a dark gun, do they take them back and turn them into an animal? They just immediately become animals. I don't know. Okay. Because I don't, we never see, at least I didn't see, like we don't see like a specific, this is where you have like 
like when she's punching the lady in the face or whatever, yes. she's got a mole yeah. on her forehead. Yeah. And then when that sort of average looking lady, we sit down with everybody's wearing the same dress yes. and the same tie in the uh, ballroom. And then we see, oh, that lady's got a mole. It's, they put them into the thing once they get captured. Right. But we never saw that. Okay. Okay. Don't you like how I have a really plausible explanation and then I pull a rug out at the end and go, but that's not really, really. Funny. Yeah. You're like, yeah, that's going into my worldview. Yeah. Okay. I accept that. Oh, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> um, anything else? We should probably just go right to bingo. Then. I think we should go to bingo. You got nothing else? Um, I think it's incredibly disturbing how he w- wants to um, show her how much he loves her. Um, and also, I think. Once they blind her, they don't feel like they have anything in common anymore. She's blind. Yeah. What did you think about, once again, feels like commentary, but how everybody had to have something in common? I mean, it just it just totally feels like commentary. Like, we, we're holding on to this one thing that we have in common. Like, the nosebleed couple. Like, And he doesn't actually have nosebleeds. He bangs his head against something right. to get his nose to bleed. Yeah. Which oh, I love the opera. Crazy. Let's go to the opera. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I hate the opera. I can't take this anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like every night we're going to the opera. Right. Well, and like with the cruel lady, like her test for Colin Farrell was like she takes the olive out of her her drink and she starts choking. Like her life depends on it, and even like tilts her head like she's dead, and he does absolutely nothing. It's so amazing. And then she's like. I think we're a good match. I think we're a good match. <laughs> Let me kick your brother to death. I know. It's so great. And then they have to, and, and so in that, he has to kind of pretend that he likes all the things that she does. And that he's cruel like she is. I know. It's like, it reminds me of Green Card. Remember the movie Green Card? Where no, they got a, I don't. There's a couple different stories like this where it's like, we have to pretend that we are in love. You know, but then we actually fall in love. Right. Or just pretending. Right. Two weeks notice or whatever. Isn't sure. That same thing. Just like it's like a brain damaged green card. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought that the whole they've gotta have something in common was sort of a commentary in that I just feel like self help books or dating books will tell you, you know, find somebody you have something in common with. It's, yes. like, it's just so much more complicated than that. It is. And uh Colin Farrell and Rachel Weiss's relationship itself is complicated Mm -hmm. and he's a guy who we don't know anything about his wife we know that it didn't work out so i don't know if that was faking it or if relationships just end for reasons in this world like they do in ours but it's a courtship of sorts and it becomes i feel like if olivia coleman was watching them through a tv camera she would be fine with it because she's like yeah that's how it's supposed to work you guys find that you have things in common and you get together right right but they do it weird because they they're not. They're encouraged to not talk to each other because they live together in the woods, but they are loners. So they yes. have to dance to EDM, right, by themselves on, with headphones on. Yes, you're. You'll be assigned a CD player. Yes, but they start to. They they make this game, you know, where they use the the steel second like signals, you yes. know, to tell each other things. Yes, which is makes Leia Sadu's betrayal even worse because she robs Rachel Weiss of the ability to do that to even communicate with yes him anymore um but yeah they work up this sort of quirky even in this world kind of relationship and he brings her the rabbits and things like that yes I love the game when they're (laughs) gives her the tennis ball or whatever and she's like it's a kiwi fruit and he's like yes that's very good yeah (laughs) just these little things that 
if they meant something else, uh, act act two, middle of act two of a romantic film, she's got Alzheimer's. She's right. got Parkinson's. It's love and other drugs. Oh, no. Right? But he's got, it's going to cause problems in the relationship, but he's going to support her anyway. You right. Know, and just and let things slide because he wants to be with her. And Right. This is a rom- it's a romantic movie. It is. With eye stabbing. Yes. She's blind. Yeah. She's blind. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to it. All right. Unsexy sex. Oh, okay. So it, 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 people know, right? We're doing uh we created a bingo, bingo slanthamos game where we have 24 squares yes. of re- recurring uh, motifs yes. in Yorgos Lanthimos films. Uh, you think 24 things? How can you make a movie or a series of movies that are so different in nature and yet use the same bones in the skeleton? Yeah. We're going to show you how. That's right. It's not a criticism. No. Just pointing things out. Yeah, that's right. Loving it. Yeah. First thing. Yep. Unsexy sex. Unsexy sex. Absolutely. I think so too. Make a. I think you're using an old sheet, so make a mark on the other side so we can. Oh, keep okay. The, keep, keep them the hashes separated. Separate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, it turns out that the uh, um, cruel lady can't bone. No. <laughs> you think that'd be the one thing you can get out of this? Yes. No, it's, it's horrible. Well, and, and then and they're like forced. The... I like how they're they're. She doesn't want him to feel any emotion, but yet. They're she's, still going to have sex. Well, wouldn't they just not have sex? I know. And then she's like, can you turn around so I can face you? Yeah, She wants to, to see, see his, his face, face. Because if he is feeling pleasure, I feel like that would be a deal breaker. Oh, God. See? Unsexy sex. Yeah, I know. Next square. Um, Stilted dialogue. That's definitely We yes. should take that one off. But <laughs> I don't know. That's why I want to see. Um, uh, I kept that on there because of the favorite. Because it's set in period time. Yeah. And assuming that they speak somewhat forsoothy yeah maybe that'll come off but yeah yeah maybe. definitely um head trauma um yeah he like is going to stab himself in the eye with a steak knife well okay that but he knocks out leia sadu um, that's true the cruel lady um there's a slow motion raging bull scene where she beats the piss out of uh, somebody um some lady in the forest that's beats true bloody that's very true that is uh, head trauma next um, adults acting like children. I think the little games that he plays with Rachel Rachel Vice. Yes, I would agree with that. Just to just to speed through, I'm sure we could pick up more, but yeah, sp- speeding through. Making up a game. They make up their language. Just yeah. So yeah, that's a check. Uh, violent punishment. I think that's a check too. Yeah, but let's get specific though. Um, punishment. Yeah, yeah. The, she the blinds red kiss. her. The oh, red yeah, kiss the red is specifically kiss. a punishment. Yeah. They, if you get caught kissing somebody, they, they slit your mouth. slice your lips and then yeah. make you kiss uh, both people and then make you kiss the other person. Yeah. And we don't want to know about the red intercourse. No. We don't want that. We don't want that. And I love how it doesn't have a fancy name. Just right away you're like, okay, terrible. Move on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Mm-hmm. Next square. Body horror. The aforementioned. Yes. Can you suggest body horror and not actually see body horror and have it be body horror? I think you can. Him putting... Being in a bathroom, putting the butt of a steak knife on a mirror, and then putting his head and eye right up to it, is that body horror? I feel like it is. It's suggested. Um, but the red kiss definitely is, I think. We never see it, though. Yeah, I know. Are you arguing that we don't see it, so it doesn't count? Yeah. Okay, I'll take it off. Just as a technicality. All right. Yeah. Uh, inane discussion about material objects. Uh, there's a lot of, um, I'm going to watch my favorite movie. It's 
St. Elmo's Fire or whatever. Right. Or they just talk about um, the things that they use in the game. You give me Yeah. Um, biscuits. Butter biscuits. Well, yeah. They talk about butter biscuits. The biscuit lady. Um, <laughs> like she's biscuit lady. Yeah, I know. Um, ooh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, well, I mean, what about like the guessing game where she's trying to guess what the objects are? Yeah, Does that guessing, count? No. No, the, the um, we can do this. We can do this. Okay. Remember the discussion about the haircut? Oh, Where she's yeah. like, oh, you look great. Did you get a haircut? Yeah, Stuff and the then he's like... He's like, no, no I'm I didn't. a haircut today. Yeah. <laughs> there must be something where they go, oh, is this is my my sunglasses or something. Um, I'm going to look for truffles. You yes. You pig. Right. Oh, be careful. Something like that. <laughs> I mean, if we... <laughs> Are, are we reaching too what far? What are we doing? I don't know. What is this? I don't know. Um, I just, I feel like default, yes, but I can't, I can't, I can't think of anything. can't pinpoint it. What is, uh, when he goes to the yacht to confront, uh, and actually, uh, funnily enough, I think for the first time ever, characters, there are some characters who have names in this. Oh, really? Because David is... Uh, Colin Farrell's character. Okay. And then, um, uh, what's his, uh, John C. Riley is Robert. Okay. And I think it's specifically because there's a scene where Robert corners him in the forest when he's yes. hunting. Yes. And he's like, oh, David, he has to say something. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yes. And he has to say, no, um, he's not my friend. Um, um, the nose big guy, who I think might have a name too. I yeah. gotta watch it again. Uh, he's like, no, no, Robert, you're my friend. Right. Like, I like, think of in you. In order for this, for them to talk about themselves as entities, like they need to have, have names. names. I'd argue you could get around it somehow, but yeah, they, they do. So, I mean, do you think that's a name discussion about material objects? No, they're not the people. They're yeah, you're right. Um, if we can't think of it, I think I it's think our failing. I think we need to leave it off. We, we failed you, Yorgos. <laughs> yeah. We're sorry. Um, next one is flat effect. I think we have that, though. Everybody's got that. Yeah. Definitely. Um, uh, Angelica's character. Okay. Um, bribery. She's bribing people with butter biscuits. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, awkward dancing. That's a check. <laughs> There's entire scenes dedicated to it. Awkward dancing. Yeah. Um, when they're in the woods and they're dancing, and then yeah. when they're dancing oh, with yeah. people too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mis- misnaming things are people. She calls a tennis ball a kiwi. <laughs> That's a real technicality. Yeah. I think we got it. Okay. I think we got it. If we lost the other two on technicalities, we get this one. All right. And then free space. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eleutherios Koros. Yes, exactly. Uh, I can speak Greek now. Identity erasure. I think that's definitely happening. (sighs) Well, it's, you know, I would argue that you don't get it with animals because nobody says... There is a well, there is a thing where the guy talks about how he goes to the zoo because apparently yeah. animals don't have any special function in this world. Just we can assume that I guess all animals used to be people. Yeah. Although there, I think it's more of a visual thing than anything else. But there's like a pig, and then there's like oh, there's a cat in the woods for some reason. And, right. But so he goes to the zoo, and there's a wolf, but he's not sure if the okay. First of all, check because we're yeah. doing it right now. Okay. But 
there is a weird retention of um, of identity, identity in some cases yeah. because his brother is a dog. Yes. They don't give his brother his own room. No. But they fully understand that it's a dog. And when a cruel woman kills him. Yes. Uh, you know, he does. David does what he does. Yeah. But there's even a suggestion that, I mean, it's like she killed him. Like yeah. you could, you probably could go and get a special dispensation because of what she did. Right. And the movie literally opens with a woman who we don't know and we'll never see again. Emptying a, <laughs> busting a cap in a cow. Yeah. Presumably because that cow was an ex or somebody who disappointed her, you know, when they were a human. <laughs> Did you ever wonder what that little I, grace note was in the no, beginning? No, I didn't. I never, I never thought about it. Huh. What do you think it was? I, I had no idea. Uh, well, I, I don't actually remember seeing it. It's raining. Yeah. The lady's driving a car. Oh, that's right. And then she pulls off the road, gets out of the car. And she Walks into a, a cow and just goes, bam, 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 bam. That's, yeah, that's very bizarre. Um, oh, you're <laughs> come on, speculate on what yeah. what was happening there. Well, I mean, I think you're probably right. It probably was somebody who disappointed her in life, and she was like, "I'm going to kill you." Yeah. Now, clearly, she found someone else. Yeah. He, let's say he cow cheated on her. Right. She found someone else, which is why she's free to roam. Right. But he lost whoever he was cheating with, or maybe it was just never a thing, and then he didn't make it. At right. The place. Right. Became a cow. Right. And then apparently there's an office somewhere that mails out information to everybody so they know that their mom is a wolf in a zoo. Right. Because how would you know? Right, exactly. What else? Um, next is self-mutilation. I think that's yeah. definitely there. Uh, the uh, well, hold, 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 hold on. Oh, okay. Is the suggestion of self-mutilation alone enough? Oh, the guy hits his head on the table. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, we, we don't have to answer that question. All today. right. <laughs> Inappropriate family interaction. Is it inappropriate when the little girl is like, stab him, mommy? Is it inappropriate to throw a ball to your brother that's a dog? Yeah. Or is it inappropriate to kick a little girl in the leg? <laughs> that was awesome. No, it is always good to <laughs> give me the amulet, you bitch. Oh, my God. We'll get there. I can't really. I mean, we don't really see family besides yeah. the nosebleed family. I think we gotta let this one go. Okay. Don't we? I think so too. Um Yeah, I think we do. Next one. Unless well, what's who's the only family in the film? It is uh, Leia Sadu's mother and father, right? Oh, that's they go true. And play like Spanish guitar. Yeah. Is getting to second base on the couch <laughs> in front of them inappropriate? Yeah, but it's not their family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think no. The family is um a big part of this. Mm-hmm. Next. American culture in- intrusion. Yes, she wants to watch her favorite movie, which is, I can't remember what it is now. Stand by me. Stand by me. Mm-hmm. River Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Next. Stickers. <laughs> I don't think I don't. I, do you know? No, I don't. I don't think, there's, think stickers. there's any sticker. They stick bandages on. I I thought long and hard about how I can get around this one, but I I, I don't think that there are any stickers. No, I don't think this. there are any stickers. Um, Olivia Coleman could give them stickers for Lobster's a good choice Here's a sticker Right Yeah, there's no stickers um, Next one Predatory authority figures The entire world? Yeah <laughs> But definitely Leia Sadu Yeah Yes, I would agree with that Dig your own grave Yeah It's a nice grave nice, Yeah, exactly nice I brought you here today Because I thought this would be a nice place for your grave <laughs> <laughs> um, Next Sadism. 
<laughs> yes. All right. Yes. The dog would agree. Yes. Um, next one, sexual fluidity. No. Oh, no, I don't think so. No, I don't Specifically think so Specifically, I mean, it might be present, but it isn't expressed. We don't see it. No. I, I thought that there was a suggestion. Maybe this is just a runoff from Blue is the Warmest Color, but I, I got... I got the suggestion that the maid and her had a thing. I did too. But, you know, we don't see anything, so. No. But I got that suggestion as well. Yep. Uh, and then she just lets her get stabbed. <laughs> she uses her. Yeah. As an object lesson. Yes. <laughs> she's, and you're like, what's she doing? She's, doing, she's like, She's oh, mimicking oh, exactly what she's doing. We are doing. both falling down. And then Rachel Weiss is like, all right, I think I got her. She's like, I don't think you did. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, next one is performing. That's a check. Yeah. Um, you have the lovely singing voice of Olivia Colman. Yes. Um, pets. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a check. Bathing suits. Yep. Also a check. You, how you scoffed. I know. How I you did. scoffed. Um, actors' heads cut out a shot. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's just going to be a thing going forward. We'll have to see in the favorite. But. All right. Um, so we are missing one, three, two, three, four, four. So, so 20. 20. Last movie got 21. 21. Yes. Okay. Well, um, I don't know if we have like a threshold where you go below it and it's like, what is this? A Michael Bay movie? <laughs> but still up there. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Yep. This is, this is bingo where everybody wins. I know. Right? Why didn't they play bingo at the, um, the hotel? That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it cut into their dancing time and their hunting time. Whole thing shot in Ireland. Yeah. You think it's convenient for Colin Farrell, but he probably lives in LA. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was it. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it's uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's so it weird. Yeah. Um, she's blind. Yeah. Uh, I still I have trouble with that. Like, what doctor in their right mind would blind somebody? It's so against the Hippocratic oath. But um, it's a weird place. It's a There's weird a world. There's a doctor you can go to yep. that blinds people. Yep. No, that's... Oh, I thought... I put the lever this way. I should have put it that way. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, that was The Lobster. Great. Check it out. Uh, it's on Amazon. Definitely get it. Yep. And our next film will be a more recent one. The Killing of a Sacred Deer. What do you think that's about? Oh, boy. Sequel um, to The Lobster. I have no idea what it's about, but maybe it's about killing somebody who's innocent um, and um, really shouldn't be killed. Like Iphigenia to go all Greek on you? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure who that is. <laughs> You're shaking your head at me. Um, In two weeks, yeah. Mika's going to get a classical education. All right. We'll be back. Okay. For Killing of a Sacred Deer. The Wolfman. The Wolfman. Ooh. 1941. Did not... Come out 1931, which was a big year for Monsters. No, it didn't. Came out 10 years later. I know, right? This is, um, oh boy, we should just get into it. Let's just talk about it. Yeah. This is a, yeah, it's a big deal. And I think that when you, when we started going through some of the um, more modern, 40 years old, yeah. um, horror werewolf movies, 
Uh, they all reference this. Yes. So this definitely, for a bunch of 75-year-old retired filmmakers who are yeah. sitting around at the Hollywood uh, nursing home, um, this was what got them into stuff. Right. Um, um, and that was, you know, in the early 40s. Mm-hmm. But it did come after. It came after uh, some of the other, like you said, in at 31, and kind of the big, big ones. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's. I think it's... Um, it's probably the most mainstream Hollywood. Yeah. Um, it's also the one where nobody else, Lon Chaney Jr. played the Wolfman in like yes. six of these. And yes. it was him every time. Yeah. And even in some like TV episodes. Yeah. And, and as a, um, you know, as the child of a famous actor himself who didn't start acting until his dad died. Like he got a late start. Oh, really? But he got to, you know, he just wrote in as I'm Lon Chaney Jr. Right. Um, knew like, I'm going to ride this thing. It won't be like, I hate the fact that I'm typecast as a Dracula. <laughs> Whatever, put this cape on. Right. It was none of that. He was like, I'll ride this thing all the way to the end. Yeah. I'd like the makeup to be a little easier to put on. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so you don't have to uh, nail me to the chair or whatever uh, stories they had about what happened. But yeah. yeah. So it's hugely influential and memorable. It's like a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I guess my question is, why is it so bad? <laughs> What's the fire I don't monster? No. Satan, I guess. I don't know. Because this is a terrible movie. It, it's not bad. great. And it's not even fun. Like it's not even No. What Leonard Malton creamed in his in his in his khakis over this. I and know. I, I don't always go with Leonard Malton, but everybody loves this film. If you put a gun to their head or a wooden cane with a silver thing to their head. Right. Would they go, all right, let me look, it's not a good movie, it's not well constructed, it's not, none of the characters are likable. Right. Um, there's no real message in it. Right. Except listen to old gypsy ladies, I guess. I guess. But, I don't know, I just like it, I saw it at the right time. You definitely saw it at the right time, but that doesn't mean that it's 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. I know. Stop me before I kill again. I know. Um. Well, like, he's all, like, predatorial, like, <laughs> no, But against... that's, okay, I know, yeah, no, go ahead, yeah. Um, yeah. So Gwen is like one of the, the love interest. Yeah, the Doesn't love matter. interest Doesn't of matter. the film. Yep. And he first sees her through the eyes of a telescope. Yep. And it's kind of Which creepy. wasn't creepy in the 40s. I mean, just looking at her in her room and then goes over to the antique shop because he's like, well, I got to meet this babe. And like uh, talks about the earrings that she has and says he wants them. And and on she's his, on his nightstand. I know, like what the heck? And you think, oh, he okay, I get it. He's a predator, like yeah. he's being predatory. This right? Will, nope, none of that nope. was intended. Uh-uh. It was just a meet cute. Yeah. In quotes, in quotes. you can hear them. Yeah. And nope, then it had nothing to do with anything. It wasn't yeah. like there's always been something inside of him, which I think a lot of times is what I think it's one of the reasons that werewolf stuff doesn't get off the ground. I think it's one of the reasons that. Uh, werewolf of london the original um werewolf movie that came out in 1935 before this yeah. didn't take off is because there had been a couple jekyll and hyde movies and people were like this is jekyll and hyde yes this isn't anything new right and so you think okay so there's a thing about how there's a darkness inside of you and blah 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 but no he's just a nice guy who gets bit by a wolf yes and now he's gonna be a wolf man yeah exactly <laughs> what the hell yeah and i don't I don't know. I don't know about you, but I didn't think that the makeup was super scary. I, I, I don't. I just, I think he... It's 1941. I know. He kind of looks like a dog person, yeah. you know? And yeah. like, 
it's not like oh my god he's a wolf and then he's like <laughs> he's like walking on his tiptoes for some reason i have no idea why because he's because dogs have the dog leg i guess you know they have the uh, articulated toes and i guess so so that was their interpretation of that and it's like well, it looks like a like a fat guy walking on his toes <laughs> <laughs> on his tiptoes. Yeah. What? Uh, let's back it up before we totally bash this film. Uh, Claude Rain's great, uh, great and everything. Yeah. But you, like, it starts up and it's the '40s, so it's like, here's our cast of characters, and I'm like, how am I ever going to tell all these white guys apart? I know. Y'all get a different hat. I know. And so I can tell you, or y'all have to. You're all smoking, so you all have a different smoking implement. Let's do that. Right. And then Pipe said. But the, he said to Cigarette Holder that Cigar Guy was going to... Right. Yeah, I know. And then Bella Lugosi just comes around. Yeah, I know. Because To he's... be in it for 10 seconds. Yeah. To give it some kind of credibility. Yeah. This just... This feels like Captain Marvel to me. <laughs> I shouldn't have said... <laughs> Ant-Man. 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 This feels like an also-ran. Yeah. This feels like... Uh, it's been 10 years. What else can we do? Yes. Exactly. And I don't think it should, because like we said before, I feel like out of all these myths, a werewolf, a lycanthrope, yes. uh, it is Greek, right. um, is the oldest. Yeah. It's the one that we should get the most. We just talked about a movie where people change into animals. Right. And yet the poster child for this very old myth is a fat guy walking on his tiptoes. Yeah, I know. In a, in a black button up. I know. Well, I Where do you keep getting these shirts from? Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to change. I have to stop up at the big and talls. I mean, the the idea that somebody could be bitten by a wolf, wolves actually exist. So unlike, you oh. know, vampires or Frankenstein's monster. Um, so, I mean, I think that there is some credibility in that myth that like, oh, somebody who's bitten by a wolf would turn into a werewolf. I mean... There, I feel like there's more in actual, you know, life experiences that could lead to this myth than there are for um, vampires and um, uh, Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Yeah. What about the mummy? <laughs> um. Well, I mean, the mummy—that's the thing it that actually it's exists. It's seventy minutes too. long. It doesn't even have a good construction. What what is he gonna do? He gets he gets bit. Yes. Oh my god! I, he takes off his shoes. I run around and and I do bad things. Yeah. Oh, don't worry about it. You'll see it's not true. I'll right. tie you down, but I'm gonna get my comeuppance. I guess in the form of beating you to death. Yeah. And what did we learn? Nothing really. No. Just listen to old ladies. Yes. What what did the <laughs> did she just protect Bella then for? For years? I think so. So was she just cleaning up and abetting a murderer for Probably. 50 years? Probably. So that's not, she's not sympathetic. No. I just, I don't understand. No, and I don't even really like Gwen because she's supposedly engaged to somebody else and then. And she's walking around. She's stepping out on him. Yeah. And then like, she's like, I'm going to go with Larry well, because he's hysterical. And so I'm hysterical too. She's inconsistently written, but yeah. Yes. And, and that's my objection. You know, I mean. <sighs> sucky it, it is yeah i i didn't want this to be the hot take show where i say the wolfman sucks but it's not great it's not great um i don't feel like it's really rewatchable i i honestly think that it's worse than frankenstein and dracula so but both films that 
to have problems from yeah, a modern perspective. For sure. Yeah. But at least they made it to 90 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And, and this it, thing limps it, or tiptoes in on it at ends, 70 minutes. And it just ends. It's not even like they ha- they say something. Yeah. It's not like they have a folksy, like, well, you do this and then this happens. Or, yeah. you know, like... You do the time, you do the crime, or anything like that, you know? <laughs> Keep your passions in check, because, which is, I assume is the point of the world yeah. story? I mean, they don't even say the poem again that they kept repeating. Oh, poem. We're so, so proud of that poem. Yeah, I know. Which is also not great. Which apparently gets repeated in Every several film. other Wolfman. And they even bring it forward. To, it was in Van Helsing, too. Yeah. So, um, And it wasn't until, I believe, the second film that they actually, and I don't know whose idea this was, but they changed it to the moon is bright because it's supposed to be when the flowers bloom or whatever. Right, when the Wolfbane And that's blooms. where the, um, <laughs> when it blooms? Yeah, in, in autumn. I can't, I, I better be a war wolf now that you can kill me. I know. But not. I guess it's just a wait, or is it? It's not Wolf's Bane; it's Wolf's Blooms or something. Okay, I, I don't care. I don't want to go back. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so that's the source of the whole Moon thing. It had nothing to do. I mean, who knows? Like r- racially or like culturally, um, what might come from this, right? Or, or um, what the source of these myths may be. But yeah, um, do we talk about the uh, guy that wrote it? Sure. Uh, the guy that wrote it was. Um, he wrote a lot of science fiction. He was like a novelist, I think, and also a screenwriter, and he wrote a lot of science fiction stuff and also okay. um, Nazi stuff. And he was um, a German, and he was a Jew. He's okay. from, he lived in uh, Germany. Okay. And I was just reading, like, I think it was a Wikipedia article, and it was like, he heard a speech, an anti-Semitic uh, uh, speech from Goebbels, and he was like, well, here we go. Uh, I'm just going to buy a plane ticket. <laughs> Oh my he's gosh. Like, he, was, he wasn't like, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Like, he was no. a smart guy. He was like, I'm getting out of here. Hollywood's calling. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so he just got out of there. Smart guy. Yeah. But yeah, so I, yeah, I don't know. It probably comes from, you know, these Eastern European. There's a sort of, we talked about this, I think, in a previous show, but like the the the, the weird otherness of the East, you know, it's yes. the gypsies or the outsiders. Right. And, but it's never in this film and just generally in a lot of werewolf films, it's never dug into about what is really happening here right like why is this story being told except rob botten's gonna show us some cool special effects right i guess that leads into my next film okay sure (laughs) so so moving forward and aren't you glad you watched the wolfman so you could recognize it on a grainy black and white tv yes 13 inch tv and every other film that we're gonna watch or talk about today Mm -hmm. yeah uh moving on to the howling yes uh one of joe dante's first films and written by John Sayles, of all people. Um, John Sayles, under underappreciated uh, yeah. writer in Hollywood. It hasn't done much. But uh, yeah, and speaking of Rob Botton, the creature effects of this uh, were done by Rob Botton, who was famous for doing The Thing. Nice. In the same year, uh, with a little help from Rick Baker. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, um, what happens in The Howling? I guess we never say what happens in The Wolfman, but you get it. I guess yeah. Wolf. Yeah. Um, so in the howling, um, a well-known local TV anchor goes to meet this guy who is supposedly a murder suspect. Cut from guy arrives in England to meet his estranged dad, and he's scoping ladies through a telescope. Right. Cut exactly. to 
a t- television journalist meets a rapist in a porn theater. Yes. <laughs> I know. Oh, that escalated fast. Yeah, it did. And then, uh, so the cops know that she's going to meet this guy and like they just shoot through the door of yeah, the porn place. Yeah, this is something place. that happened though. Like what's, what happens in this movie? Um, after this experience, after this experience, she sees a therapist. He is trauma. She is traumatized. She's traumatized. He sends her to the colony. Yes, which is a feel a new age feel goodery. Yeah, up we're on the coast with therapy. Right, and, and I'm I'm okay. Therapy. You're okay, kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, hijinks ensue. Yes, she goes up there with her husband. Yes, hijinks ensue. Exactly. Hijinks involving werewolves. Yes. Star-studded cast. Yeah. Star-studded cast. Yeah. Uh, D. Wallace, who's famous as the mom from E.T. and the mom from a lot of movies in the 80s. She was the mom of the 80s. Everybody's yeah. mom. Uh, Patrick McNee is in this. Um, and also, like, a lot of uh, Cor- Corman's in this. Uh, Forrest J. Ackerman is in this. There's a lot of, like, horror um, cameos. Sure. Because... I, this is going to shock you, but Joe Dante was a big horror buff growing up as a yeah, kid. Yeah. So, yeah, just there's a lot of like shout outs um, in it. Um, and 81 was kind of the 31 of werewolf movies. Oh, really? Because we had uh, American Werewolf in London. Okay. By John Landis. And then Wolfen also came out, the Albert Finney movie. Okay. Um, as well. Wolfen is like more of like a cop movie, cops and werewolves kind okay. of, I think. But uh, yeah, so this is when we leaned in and we went, all right. Werewolves. It's time for werewolves. Yeah, that's right. We had Blackula. Oh my gosh. Now let's let's jazz up werewolves. Right. Um, what do you think? I enjoyed this film. I had not seen this. I had not seen this Before we either. watched it for this. I'd, I'd known about it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was incredibly entertaining. Yeah, I loved it. Um, <laughs> and it's not, it's, it's not a good film. No, it's not a great film, no. but it's... It's scary and it's everything the Wolfman is in. Yes, exactly. And, um, and boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Although they they would have had some boobs in the Wolfman if they could have got away. With yeah, it. probably. That old gypsy lady. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's terrifying, and you really feel for Karen, who is absolutely terrified, and she keeps having these nightmares about seeing werewolves. Yet she she like kind of blocks it out and she's like I, I don't know what I saw you know and um, they're trying to get her to say what she saw and she's like I don't know what I saw she's my sister she's my schnauzer she's right my exactly um, Dick Miller's in this yeah um, he, Dick Miller's actually uh, he's he's got this cameo as the proprietor of the occult shop uh, yes and his character name is is the same name as the character he played in a bucket of blood. His his oh, big uh, really? debut with Corman. Yeah, it's another reference within a reference. Oh wow, that's fun. I I just think this movie is is fun and scary at the same time. And um, I think the werewolves are very scary. And yeah, um, they don't look like dogs walking on their tiptoes. No, they don't. Um. The scene where uh, Robert Picardo, you know, as uh, what's his name, Eddie. Eddie, turns into a wolf. Yes, and <laughs> it's so good. But you know, Dante was figuring things out. I think Joe Dante also can be really indulgent sometimes. Yes. See time machine joke in Gremlins, but it's the kind of indulgence where you go, well, I don't know. At least somebody did it. 
Yeah. As long as you did it, not me. Right. Uh, and so he's got this amazing transformation scene, and they clearly just said, Rob, we've got five minutes of film. <laughs> I want to see every hair I know. on this beast's back pop out. To yeah. the point where they, they keep cutting back to D. Wallace's reaction, and they kind of run out of things. Yeah. And instead of just doing something else, it's like, I keep doing stuff. And at one point, she kind of looks to the side. Like, like, <laughs> it, like if she had had a watch, I could see her looking at her watch, uh, yeah. which I don't know if they were, I mean, it's Joe Dante. <laughs> like I know. He made Gremlins too. Like, I don't know if they're doing a thing, but yeah, it, it goes on for so long, but it it's does. so gross. It's very gross. And, uh, and cool. Yeah. Bubbly. Yes. He did that thing where he had the air bladders, you know, so the guy's skin goes blue, blue. Yes. Uh, the part where the hand gets she cut She chops off. off the wolf hand. Yes. And it sort of shrinks up. But then it like reinflates and it's a man's hand. Yes. Good stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yes. I I thought that Karen's reaction to Eddie changing in front of her was very calm for the fact that she's terrorized by a werewolf. She was uh, apoplectic. She was uh, I, completely frozen. Like the werewolf had her tongue. Paralyzed with, with terror. Yeah. And then she throws pee on him. Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the movie definitely seems to be, and you know, in this sort of era, I think this is fair game, but it seems to, to be trying to satirize in the Joe Dante style. Mm-hmm. Um, mental health. Yes. Uh, or the popularity of, of mental health uh, treatment and pop psychology. Um, L.A. culture in a lot of ways. Yeah. It was a great line where she's trying to fall asleep in the cabin with her with her husband. And she's like, I thought I heard a, a wolf, you know, something wild. And he's like, you grew up in like, you grew up in the valley or whatever. <laughs> like the most wild thing you've ever heard is a, is a dog park or, or whatever he says. Right. I'm rewriting right. it now, but it was exactly. something like that. And also uh, media. Yeah. Um, this is a post- uh, so this is I'm crazy, right? But check this out. So this is a post, like set post network, um, post. Uh, I just think the fact that she is specifically on the news yes. is a thing. It is for uh, sure. Kevin McCarthy is her producer. Kevin McCarthy, of course, in the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Okay. Um, so that's a sort of cameo too, and the fact that she has to come back and tell everybody that the wolves are here. Yes. Um, that you could be next, kind right. of. And it gets shot. And then, of course, we cut to the public like, oh, it's great special effects. Like, right. you're doing a thing. Yeah. And that's, a, that's, you know, that's a Joe Dante type thing. Her husband, who she doesn't go by his name, is named R. Bill Neal, like R. William Bill Neal. Okay. And for some reason, that reminded me of R. Bud Dwyer. Okay. Who was a city councilman who shot himself uh, on camera at a press conference. Oh, which also reminded me of Christine uh, Chubbuck, who, <laughs> are you coming along with me? I, I, I think I am. Come along to Awesome Town, who was a, uh, a news anchor who committed suicide live on air. Oh, I think I heard about that. Yeah. So I don't know if any of this, because that was a long line for me to, to sort of draw, but yeah. I don't know if that was intended, but just sort of shock TV. Um, yes. And just, you know, it's kind of she's being killed on air type yes. thing. Like, it seemed to kind of re- remind me of that. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, she looked kind of cute as far as werewolves go. <laughs> yeah, we know where where the Mogwai came from at yes, this point. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But like. Uh, was, apparently they didn't have any money. They're out of money. Okay. So that's why they just kind of, she goes. Uh, 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 and we cut yeah. away. And then we cut back and she's. She's furry. Meow. Yeah, exactly. Meow. And then. 
she gets, you know, shot with a silver bullet. So Yeah, they never even try for a cure. It's No. And I know it's all the whole thing's a front because Patrick Beney is is presumably a werewolf himself. And yes. He's not interested in curing them, but they never find like extract of, of monk's hood or something like that. Right, right. There is no interest it's just, in I gotta tell everybody then you blow me away. Right. Dennis Dugan. Right. Instead of me turning the gun on you and saving the world from the bad Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> uh, gross. Yes. It starts in a porn store. Yeah, gross. I know. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? Uh, can I ask you a question? Yes, please. We're going to get to this in a second when we talk about uh, the next film, but maybe yeah. this is a good entry into this. So you'd recommend it? Yes, I would. I think it's great. I don't know what else to say about it. We'll just be talking about things that happen in the movie because it's yeah. awesome um and also by the way hey man you know what it's like i'm just gonna cheat on you because i got needs i know also right you. what's the deal with the armadillos i have no freaking idea but they're like in dracula is this they're... todd browning's fault i i don't know it might be because in the beginning of dracula yeah the bat squeaks instead of the crow uh cock crows and all the little vampires are waking up yep and then some armadillos run through because we live in the desert yeah i know (laughs) this is not transylvania yeah and that's what we got yeah and then in almost every horror movie we've seen since that is conscious of its history they get freaking armadillos i know and you would have to go out specifically get armadillos to put them in the opening crypt scene of the Monster Squad. Yes. Which is the next film we're talking yes, about. Yes, absolutely. So is it all just a reference to... I have to feel like it is a reference, but yeah. I don't know what the reference even means. Like, Why what don't... is it about the armadillo that screams vampire? <laughs> well, I think I, I think my explanation before does it, where it's just, we need some weird creatures. I guess. We live in in california in the desert right so we can get our hands on some armadillos that's kind of weird they're kind of weird and scaly right i guess so and then every other thing has just been a reference to todd browning putting armadillos in dracula i don't know uh the monster squad yes 1987 what happens um well there's a group of kids um who like monsters and um they call themselves the monster squad um and they catch wind. One of them is the son of a police detective, and he hears his dad talking about a werewolf and a mummy escaping from a museum. Right. That's the first act. Now yes. the rest of the summary of the film. Um, <laughs> and then he thinks that Dracula <laughs> might be around, okay, too. Okay, going into the second act. Yeah. And <laughs> okay. so he's like... Dracula and all the universal monsters are foiled by a group of kids. Yes. Because I guess we forgot what happens in Scooby-Doo. Yeah, exactly. The Monster Squad. Yes. That'll do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Were you going to go just scene by scene breakdown? No, I wasn't. <laughs> uh, it was... <laughs> uh, it was directed by Fred Decker, which is a name you may or may not know. It doesn't matter, really. Uh, he's uh, a friend of Shane Black. Okay. You probably know that name. Yep. He directed Night of the Creeps, I think, in the same year. Uh, he's just a, He was just a young gun, you know, just just swinging dick like uh, Shane Black at this time. <laughs> All right. Um, made RoboCop 3, which we might not ever forgive him for, All but right. that's fine. And yeah, so he made this uh, script is by him and Shane Black as well, and it stars a bunch of people. You don't know, and yes. they aren't really actors anymore. Right, exactly. Um, Andrea Gower, Robbie Keeger, um, 
Duncan Rager plays yeah. Dracula, um, yes. famous to Star Trek fans as Shakar. Shakar. Yeah, I was gonna go for Ronan, but yeah, yeah, okay. The guy that lives in the candle. Yes. That Beverly Crusher has sex with. Yes. On Next Generation. Yes. And uh, some people who you can't recognize. Yes. Are in the monster costumes. Um, and Tom, Tom Noonan. Tom Noonan. Yeah. Here's how I know. We speculated on this when we talked about Manhunter. Here's here's how I know that Tom Noonan's an asshole. <laughs> because wow. Because he did the same thing that he did with the uh, Dollar Hide. Uh, in this, he refused to talk to the rest of the cast or be seen outside of his makeup. And it's oh like, gosh, guy, all right, chill out. Yeah. There's a reason that you can have a scene in Shadow of the Vampire, which we've established doesn't resolve itself well. Right. But yet where the guy's like, oh, here comes Shrek. He's got all his makeup on. OK, right. actor guy, tell us something. You know, the premise is we we get that this guy's method and we're kind of sick of it. Yeah. Well, you are living that life, Tom Noonan. Just yes, you are. Relax. Yeah. How tough Take is it to just pill. go, bogus, we got it. Yeah. And also you're working with a seven-year-old girl or whatever. I know. Why not make her feel at home? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, why not pal around with her? You literally do that in the film. Yeah, exactly. No, no, I gotta stay in my trailer. Or the kids come get my bolts on, get my bolts on. <laughs> come on. I know. So I think he was, might have been a dick in the 80s. All right. <laughs> He's probably not a dick now. Um... That's fair. 82 minutes. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. Not a success. No. No. Pulled from the theaters in two weeks. That's insane. Now, it is insane because it is a delightful film. It is. And we say this a lot, especially this week. Not a good movie. No. Not really great at all. No. It cost $12 million and I'm like, are you sure? Because <laughs> it looks like it was six. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, but you know, it is fun. Yeah. And should have been huge it should have been a franchise yeah it should have been the only thing i can think is it's tristar yeah which was not sony back then i'm not sure what they were back then okay and not universal oh i see so they had to <laughs> what do you do it's a mummy but yeah apparently they had to kind of change some of the things about the creature there's a reason that the wolfman looks the way it does not like a prototypical wolfman i.e Lon Chaney or right. you know, something else is because they didn't want to get sued by Universal. Okay. And my thing is, why doesn't Universal own this right now? Yeah. You've got Big Boy Dark Universe, and then you could have Kids Dark Universe. Yes. Monster Squad. Right. What the hell? Exactly. You can get all the boner jokes in the world in there. <laughs> and you can like, you know, sexually exploit like a teenager in order to save the world right exactly you can you can uh get uh, revenge porn pics of her we'll put these on the internet if you don't help us great yeah i know right it's literally what happens in this movie i know it is it's funny though <laughs> it's a great movie most of the time it's funny <laughs> these kids are great i yeah. mean they're not they're definitely kids they're there are kid actors like well, like the little girl in this yeah um whose name i can't remember but i will look up the before character's name is phoebe yeah uh, or uh, Dakota Fanning or, or whatever. Right. Who are really great. The kids in this, they're not great, but they're charismatic as hell. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they didn't go on and do more stuff. I don't know why either. Yeah, what happened? I have no idea. Um, if they added 15 minutes of this, could we get everybody an arc? Maybe. Because <laughs> the arcs are they're short arcs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a baseball thrown poorly yeah i know uh short arc uh yeah you fat kid whose name becomes, is horace becomes a badass yeah the, yeah the bully from the wonder years learns his name yeah um 
exactly. little kid writes a letter to the army. Yeah. <laughs> Eugene or whatever. Yep. Little girl makes friends with Frankenstein's monster. Punk uh, greaser kids finally going to touch some boobs, maybe? Maybe. <laughs> Look, that's it. I know. <laughs> There's nothing. I know. <clears throat> um, Main kid, Sean, like, learned he could do it, got the amulet and everything. Weaknesses, none. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You got it. Whereas, you know, fat kid, it's like snacks. That's his weakness. Yeah. Do you know Liam Neeson was almost Dracula? Um, that's both cool and terrifying. At he the same auditioned, time. but this is like crawl <laughs> Liam Neeson. You know okay. what I mean? It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't even Rob Roy. So, Darkman '88, right? Darkman. I don't know. So maybe he wouldn't have done Darkman if he did this. Um, but anyway, he wasn't Liam Neeson yet. Right. And so he, they they liked him, and they were actually I think they were ready to go with him. And then Rhaegar came in and they were like, oh, this is the guy. Okay. And of course, like everything in this movie, they made the right choice. Because that guy just kept going and never stopped. <gasps> Nobody's ever heard of this Liam Neeson guy. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it would have been a little different. Yeah, it would have been. Get away from her, you bitch. Or whatever he says. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a super quote of not just Jesse Pinkman bitches, but like specific admonishment bitches. Yes. Get away from her, you bitch. Give me the amulet, you bitch. Yes. No Freddy Krueger. Okay. Not just, you know, bon appetit, bitch. Not, that doesn't count. All right. <laughs> You're not into what about What about zoology, bitch? Perfect. Okay. Perfect. All right. Good. It all ties together. It does. We're good at this. Yeah, we are. Except we got to bring it home. Okay. Anything else to say about Monster Squad? Um, I, I thought... I feel bad saying so little. I thought it was delightful um <laughs> you, said that you know time. did i yeah. um it, it's it, so delightful it feels like a fun snack or something like that <laughs> um at least at one sequel yeah i know yeah um they kind of systematically like kill the guys one by one they unravel the mummy and then he's just kind of <laughs> it's kind of an afterthought dead but so is the mummy I know. And then, like, Swamp Thing is in this, too, and he just gets uh, shot with a gun. Don't say Swamp Thing. That is something else. Oh. That is copyright Warner Brothers. This is All the right. creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay. Excuse me. Swamp creature thing. from Black Lagoon. That's the, that explains why you've been saying Swamp Thing in conversations over the last week or so. And I'm like, what is she talking about? Oh. All Got right. a big Len Wein fan over here. <laughs> nope. Stop it. Nope. It's just, it's the creature from the Black Lagoon. Okay, fine. Um, which apparently is close to their treehouse. Um, the treehouse is like in a swamp somewhere. Yeah, they're like, let's save time. Uh, the movie's set in Louisiana. Right. Even though everybody here is just a white person with no accent. Yes, exactly. Um, in the bayou. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, I don't know. It's just random. And then, of How course. How much garlic does pizza really have on it anyway? I know. <laughs> I know. But like Dracula has this mansion that's like decrepit and like on the edge of town somewhere (laughs) and just happens to have amulet in it yeah that's where the amulet is i know yeah it all works out i know (laughs) i like the fact too that there is there isn't any time for subtext because we've got 80 minutes but there's a lot of it's got that you can tell where the shane black thing is going because there's a lot of very clever um dialogue like like um i guess for the people that like careful amy sherman paladino stuff Uh uh-huh just, I'm just enjoying, or like Aaron Sorkin, I'm just like in the, all this quipping, all this walking and this talking. Yeah, sure. And there are par- parts where it's just like, I love, I don't know why 
the cops act this way like his partner he's like yeah, yeah i can do all kinds of stuff i'm a real good cop like, i know he kept saying that it's just so <laughs> sarcastic yeah, i know and when it's it's like the girl with the curl when it's works it's great and when it's bad it's, it's really work bad at all. yeah, yeah. And there's a couple jokes in this that don't work at all but you know then you get well man's got nards or yeah exactly and so but yeah i just we could have taken just 10 more minutes to dive in a little more and why do they sure they all like monsters and i think the movie takes that as a given because they're little kids and they're movies but right. like why do they like monsters why is it such a revelation for them that wolfman has nards i know you know like do i i'd like to see them because they go through the thing where they're like how do you kill him how, how do i do this but that's like general knowledge anybody knows that stuff. right anybody could join monster, monster squad, squad. Yeah. like what do these kids know what are they finding out that nobody else knows yeah um but they didn't think about it that much you know how i know how Van Helsing's Dutch. Van Helsing isn't German. No, you're right. And the the diary that the kid gets is in German. Yeah, because they it's heard Van and they thought, oh, it must be German. No, Van Helsing is Dutch. I know. So, and then they get the help from the creepy German guy, who ends up he like survived a Nazi internment camp. Yeah, that was that I was know about super the monsters. Dark. It's like what we whoa. <laughs> this is we get it. I know. Wow. It's like well that escalated quickly. Yeah. I mean. Holy cow. Not two men like you. I know. Never two men like you. I know. It's like, whoa, hold up, Avengers. We're having fun here. Come on. <laughs> now you're... That's my thing, though, with the racist Doctor Who villain. Yeah, I know. We're just having fun. This is just a show. I know. This is a show where people have fun. What's this guy's powers? Powers? He's a racist. I know. Well, I always assumed that the Daleks were racist. Yes. Jeez. I know. All right not what we're talking about i know um yeah but anyway um i like that guy <laughs> he was one of my favorite parts of the film yeah he was good because you know it's the thing where all oh, the scary guy turns out to be not so bad right and, but uh he wasn't just like have some cookies he's like well i'll translate this diary for you i don't know why he's christopher watts all of a sudden and <laughs> then he's like also i guess i'll drive a car for you and it, then i'll it's like an army jeep it's a thing. It was a Volkswagen thing. Okay. And uh, yeah, and then like once the plan falls apart, I'll make a new plan. Then <laughs> like, I'll basically just read this to the little girl. And, and then she'll recite it. Yeah. Yeah. Although you pointed out <laughs> at the end <laughs> when Tom Noonan's getting pulled into the thing, she's like, Frankenstein, no. And you're like, it's Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> I know. And I was like, she is a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man Uh, yeah but i mean what the entire movie apparently the opening they wanted it to be bigger they wanted to have like machine guns and like the van helsing comes in on a zeppelin and they're fighting like vampire women on horseback and wow we can't do this no but like the for me the whole movie is summed up in van helsing coming out and grabbing the guy and then being like i I know Oh, I'm in. It's I so mean, crazy. I've been in for 78 minutes. I can be in for two more. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it was entertaining. Is um, <laughs> is the Wolfman the only one that doesn't get a thumbs up Van Helsing style from us at the end of this show? Um, the all of the movies we've seen, I think yes. Boy, the the lobster got one. Yes, the lobster man. Yeah, the lobster man. <laughs> see that coming soon. Greek oh, horror. Delicious. Butter. Mm. Oh, my weakness. <laughs> Dark in the city, night is 
Well, there we go. Let's get it together. Pro. Uh, we actually watched a lot of movies. For, we started off we going like, I don't know what we're going to do for this. I know. And the, the gimmies, like you mentioned, Ginger Snaps. Great movie. Yes. Love it. it. It's probably the perfect er example of taking like the, oh, you know about this? Only there's a, it is, they put a thing on it. Yeah. Is it missing a thing? We have established that it is. So they go, what if it's about puberty? And also it's lunar. And so, and this is something else. This has never been a thing until the second Wolfman movie, but it's every month, right? So right. was that screenwriter's, his wife is real PMSy or something like that? <laughs> But they go, wait a minute, we got the moon, we got a cycle, yes. so they bring it all together. Yes. And yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's uh, real 90s gothy. I don't yes. think that it's aged super well, but yeah, check out Ginger Steps for sure. Yeah, Very absolutely. Feminist. But at the same time, we thought, oh, let's watch a thing by coke-addled swinging dick Shane Black instead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Next next time we'll do a real uh, feminist movie. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but we didn't know what we were going to watch, ended up watching a ton. Yes. And if you want to watch these movies, you can. You can get them on Amazon. And we mm-hmm. have an Amazon link for each one of these movies. The thing about shopping on Amazon by going through our links is anything you get, and it doesn't have to be a spooky movie, although this is the season, Right. a little piece of that transaction comes back to us monetarily. Mm-hmm. So basically you pay for this, and I'm not sure exactly how much it is. It's definitely one digit, but right. everything you buy, a little bit of that comes back. So if you buy, you know, a DVD, we get a little bit. If you buy a Coleman grill, we get a little more. Right? right. It's great. And it's a great way to support the show here and keep our lights on here. And it doesn't cost you anything. That's right. It's a little deal that Amazon's got. Like they need any help doing anything. <laughs> We've got links to the movies that we talked about in the show notes. So check those out. Uh, let's see. Let's do the other business. Uh, while you're at it, follow us on Facebook and Twitter because we want you to join the conversation with us. Tell us what you thought. Yeah. I know we're going to find some Wolfman defenders out there. And we should. Sure. I'm not trying to yuck your yum, as the kids say. <laughs> I just found myself really fighting to, to stay engaged. But yeah, yes. tell me what is so great about it. I want to know. You can find us at Just Enough Trope on Facebook and Twitter. Also, find the show on your listening platform of choice. I'm going to use Apple Podcasts as my er example as sure. we go forward. But wherever you listen is just fine. On Apple Podcasts, subscribe to us. That way the show comes to you as immediately as soon as it's ready. And also if we, um, we do a little extra special something. I'm thinking about this recently. We've been covering specific things, but we could do little bits and bobs here and there, little features. And so if we do that, it'll come to you right away when you are subscribed. Also, give us a review because we like to hear from the fans. We want to know how you think we're doing. So tell us on Apple Podcasts and also give us a rating. That's very important. Yes. The most important because math rules the world. (laughs) Right? Yes. Mareem. Math rules everything around me. Yes. Uh, dollar dollar bill y'all <laughs> dollar signs and yes so, uh so we need that rating from you because the uh, algorithms in place uh say oh they're going doing a good job we move up in the ranks and so we appear in searches we get to get exposed to more people and that's really important mm-hmm. so give us five giant just like solid uh, fifty thousand dollars worth of silver Wolf heads <laughs> atop of a cane. Yes. I mean, it plated, I can see it. Yes. But 
it's like I'll go to England, and you do that thing where you're like, well, I'm I'm in England now. I'm an Englander, so you go to right. the shop, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna buy this trilby, and like that's this is my thing now. Right. And you wanna? Well, you don't notice anything different about me at all? <laughs> you're fatter. Wow. It's kind of his thing. He's like, I work. I use a cane now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's got this huge garish head. I know. Great weapon, though. Yes. Yeah. The sign of the werewolf, because it's a wolf and then a pentagram. Yeah, the pentagram thing is weird, too. It is weird. But it's all part of the lore now. Yeah. So anyway, um, I don't know. Don't get involved in that. I don't want to get beat to death with a giant <laughs> silver cane. So give us five stars instead, not moons, stars. Yes. Uh, next week, we were, we're done. We've completed our monster thing, and we won't be spooky anymore. No. But we might be ominous still. Possibly. And I think it's time to return to our comic roots. Okay. So we'll be looking at a special comic. Uh, it's coming back because they're going to make a TV show out of this. We've talked about it previously. We're going to be looking at the classic Silver Age Doom Patrol. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Are you looking forward to all of it? What do you know about the Doom Patrol? Um, uh, They clean up after... Um, no. No? Nope. That's damage control. Dang it. So you're going to learn a lot. All right. The world's strangest heroes. Okay. Oh, the X-Men? No. They came <laughs> out before the X-Men. Okay. So we'll talk about that. All right. Reading, um, well, I'll, I'll uh, fill people in on social media later, but like the first trade of the Silver Age Doom Patrol. Okay. Sounds good. So we'll do that next week, uh, and we're signing off until then. And until then, I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikan Hana. Keep the geek fires burning. <laughs>